0: June 28th, 1998, Dr. Doolittle was a watered-down version of a beloved classic, much like Eddie Murphy's career at that point. The Lifetime Movie Network launched, giving us a place to watch The Babysitter Seduction, She Woke Up Pregnant, and Goodnight Sweet Wife, and I didn't make up a single one of those. Brandy and Monica told us all, the boy is mine, and you have 24 hours to find him in our mysterious murder maze. Meanwhile, in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania... Mankind and the Undertaker came very close to killing each other at King of the Ring. Good God Almighty, they've killed him. This is Helena’s cell phone. about those um, those lifetime original movies is the titles are always something like murdered by danger there's one called like mother may I sleep with danger Mm -hmm. which I feel like they had
1: like mother may I or sleeping with danger and they're just like fuck it let's put them together there's definitely like a bunch of like a, like magnetic poetry they use <laughs> where it's like danger mother missing like it's like a yeah, bunch of things. Yeah, yeah,
0: it darts against the wall. Whatever it lands on that's what we're calling Stranger this
1: Stranger with one. my lost daughter danger. Did like, they
2: ever do like the VC Andrews not like the Not Flowers in the Attic like books? I feel like that would be in their purview. They did the
1: sequel Whatever That's what the I sequel. mean. Yeah, yeah they did the second all movie. of the
2: uh, we're ch- we're cousins who are fucking each other. I mean, series.
1: The, yeah, the rest of that series is crazy because the lifetime original movie for Flowers in the Attic is so is like perfectly bad. Good, like it's exact. It's a fun movie to watch because it's bad, um, but they take it all very seriously. Then I was like, what happens to the rest of the series? And I read like the Wikipedia for like what happens to that series, and it is wild.
2: I knew I knew a lot of people who read those like a lot of those
0: books. It is wild. This is something that. Flowers in the Attic. I've heard that before, but it just complete like completely missed my purview.
2: Well, the the original movie I think had like Kathy Bates or something. Was, wasn't the original movie like a, a like a Hollywood movie that I thought
1: I don't remember. Did pretty the, I don't well? remember the original movie. I'm because I, I think Lifetime did That's like a
2: Lifetime did kind of the same thing that like Sci Fi Channel did with The Shining, where they made their own version. Yeah. But I'm pretty sure there was like a box office movie that had Kathy Bates and like or or some other like you know big actress at the time um that kind of like was their statement movie um but i like never saw it and then but like i remember i had, like i had friends who would like show me passages that were basically like erotica like it was kind of like uh incest erotica
1: yeah it's a little um there is definitely like an element of like w- whatever people get from twilight like there's like a forbidden love in a way that (laughs) i was like like, um yeah (laughs) okay because what
0: eric's describing to me is is literally like everything on the front page of pornhub at this point mm -hmm. yes
2: yeah it really is except nobody taught anybody anything (laughs) there's there's so much like there's a lot more education on pornhub's like front page now it's like mil my like my stepmother teaches me how to fuck Um, I I feel like I need to offer a little bit of a mea
0: culpa um, For one of my intros We're talking 1997 intro I never brought up the fact that Gargoyles was ending the same day as In Your House Final Four. Wait,
2: was this when you had your list of like all of the things that that was not X Men, not Eek the Cat? (laughs) No, it was Eek the Cat. It was Eek the Cat. It was
0: Eek the Cat. (laughs) But Gargoyles, uh, this we're recording the same week that Disney Plus came out, and I am so happy that I get a chance to watch the first four episodes already. Holds up a hundred percent.
1: Fuck, I am so excited. I can't tell you. First of all. Was I sexually attracted to some of the gargoyles? Yes.
0: Well, yeah, no. Uh, Were you attracted I, to the
1: lady gargoyles? One hundred percent. Okay, okay. And when when Alisa got turned into a whoa? Gargoyle. <laughs> no spoilers. <laughs> I've never seen
2: an episode of Gargoyles. So. Tune into the
1: Patreon, where you'll be taking episode by episode of Gargoyles. Twenty I
2: years will, later, I will
0: a hundred percent do a Gargoyles fan podcast with anyone Someone has who asked me. It's Tuesday I went on, no, I went on. There is one Gargoyle cast. It looks it, the production value does not look good. I feel like we could corner the gargoyle market
2: oh wow. easily first Listen, of all i am I am...
0: eric has never seen it so we've got the exact same yeah, dynamic yeah, I am... bobby will be researching gargoyle history <laughs>
1: <First of> all, <laughs> with pleasure
2: like notre dame was
0: actually built
1: um
2: i have no shortage of immediate opinions on things so i cannot wait to watch this show
0: tune in for gabin about goyles <laughs> <laughs> which sounds like I'm a 1920s guy talking about women oh look at them Goyles no, over there no it actually
1: sounds like you're talking to doing a podcast about rabbis that do circumcisions. I was gonna <laughs> no uh, that's,
2: Moyles. that's Moyles I was yeah. gonna say I was gonna say it sounded like a podcast that takes place in Crown Heights about all the non-Jewish women oh. that they that they see going around like it's you know the, goys. the mm. Goyles the Goyles the Goyles yeah,
0: yeah. Oh, wow <laughs> okay Welcome to another episode of Hell a Cell Phone Woo! The podcast where we attempt to make sense of a lot of things 20 years later But, later, but mostly the Attitude Era of WWE But it's good when cartoons hold up like that Because they don't always do that
2: uh, Yeah, no, I agree I On that note, I had a real revelation today About, oh God. about
1: <laughs> Michigan J-Frog If you loved the Haka rant <laughs> Stay tuned for this. I, I have a feeling this is gonna yield one of our first Pro Wrestling Tees t-shirts, so I'm excited <laughs> to see where this goes.
2: I I'm gonna bring out the corkboard with all of the string <laughs> that's posted up. Okay. So I was thinking about Michigan J Frog, because like I mentioned it like for me, Michigan J Frog is a very good go-to joke in terms of the the joke being well, that uh, uh that you know like um something happens, it's that's amazing. And when anybody else is around to see it, it doesn't happen.
0: And just the specificity of like, how did we all learn the name Michigan J. Frog? I can tell you exactly because he was
1: the 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 the, the, the mascot of On, the WWB. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's okay. I, before that, I had a very little, except for the Hello, my baby the the, mm-hmm. the cartoon.
2: You know why? I think it's because his name was never maybe his name in like the writers' room was Michigan J. Frog, but I'm pretty sure. If I were to bet, I would bet that they. Named him Michigan J Frog when they decided to make the WB channel, and they were like, "We need somebody. Let's get the frog. Now, <laughs> let's
1: call he the frog's agent. Truly insane. <laughs> call do
0: the frog's agent. Do you guys know the name of the big hairy red monster from the Bugs
1: Bunny? Is Cartons? it Harry?
2: No. Oh, I did know it. No. Go tell me. Gossamer.
1: Ah, oh, oh, I think that's I knew a great that. Name.
2: But here is the thing with Michigan J Frog. <laughs> okay. First of all. The frog didn't have a name and I think that was purposeful because the frog is an anonymous frog that's the whole point could be any of us right it, it's like it's a it's literally just a dumb frog that if you if you just saw it on a stage let's say after you paid a bunch of money and it just went that you would be upset right and you would make that, that would make the, the person who produced that show go bankrupt. I don't know. If Andy Kaufman did it, we'd call it genius. Well, I mean, he would, he would do it after the fact as a tribute. But my point is, this happens in the cartoon, right? right. The guy yeah. finds the frog. The frog sings. He thinks he's going to be rich. He books out a show. The show flops because the frog doesn't do anything. The WB gets him, and all of a sudden, his name is Michigan J. Frog, and he's dancing and singing all the time! <laughs> the fact that he even has a name betrays the whole aspect. Now he's just a fucking cartoon character like anything else.
1: Well, I would say that you don't know what, the kind, of, what kind of deal that first guy was giving him. Maybe he doesn't sing for certain—he doesn't get to bed for a certain amount of money. <laughs> You don't know if he was getting hosed by that first guy. Maybe Warner Brothers came along with a fair deal that he thought was reflective of his value as an artist.
2: Ah, uh, so you think this is this is always about the exploitation of the performer.
1: I do. I think that he was playing hardball.
2: Um that's fair. But honestly, I don't know. I still think like the there's an ethos to to that frog that makes him funny, and it was the fact that he does it surprisingly, not the fact that like every commercial between Beverly Hills 90210 or whatever the fuck they were showing at the time. He's like, hey, we got another one coming up. And it's like, come on, guys. Like, It's like the Haka. You gotta rest it. <laughs> you gotta rest the frog. And that's
0: kind of like Jeff Jarrett? Yo, you totally have to rest, <laughs> Jeff Jarrett. Bring us, bring us back.
1: Bring us back. You definitely have to rest, Jeff Jarrett. We have a lot to talk We, about. Have, a
0: lot to, we have one of the most important pay per views that we are covering today. That is the 1998 King of the Ring pay per view The Premonition, The Prophecy with Christopher Walken. The Book of 316. Not a
2: book. That's a passage. <laughs>
0: If you bought the. They probably had the book of 316 that they were selling on the WWE shop, or whatever mail order thing you had to do. The WWE! And it would just be an entire book.
1: First of all, I wanted to know what it sounded like for Michigan A Frog to sing the Degeneration X theme song.
2: (laughs) You think you can tell me when to perform? (laughs) You You think you can tell me what hat to wear? You think you can take me
0: out of the swamp?
1: We We got two words for you. (laughs) Suck it. How much better would have been to watch Michigan J. Frog perform? Oh, you didn't
3: know. (laughs) ass better.
1: Call somebody.
3: Always, Ladies
1: and gentlemen, <laughs> boys and girls. First of all, all the dumb gimmicks. WWE. How come that's not been one of them? How <laughs> the come like old timey showbiz guy? <laughs> is it too close to home for Vince? Like, <laughs> it really does feel amazing to think of what that would that, that character. That's I want to I be like. Well, I guess they have the, fun the fun yeah, they have The vaudevillian. Yeah, I was villains. gonna say.
0: And Jack Gallagher, I feel like,
1: is a little bit of that. I think Jack Allaher is more of like an old-timey strongman but the Vaudevillains and definitely um, yeah. what's his name the singing one yeah Aiden, Aiden English Aiden English is definitely gonna he definitely would qualify as old-timey showbiz
2: they found Aiden English had a construction site actually he was just <laughs> hanging out there just going <laughs> uh,
1: actually AEW reached out but after they looked at him he just didn't before <laughs> <laughs> Which isn't
0: true, because you know Aiden English will do anything.
1: I love him. I love him on commentary. I I, I want him to stay with the company. Me too. Um, too.
2: So the book of 316, is that seven words on like 18, uh, 180 pages? (laughs) It's
3: like a a contract. That was the joke I was trying
2: to make before we got (laughs) to. (laughs) Sorry. Who
0: else? (laughs) We're all over. Uh, But great intro. Yeah. As always. Um, And then we get to to the event. I'm confused why there still isn't a big screen for these major events. Anybody know?
2: What you mean, like a screen, like at a Titantron the... kind of thing? Probably no, because know. they maybe aren't at a big. I get. Well,
1: but get no, it? but Raws at
2: this point all have a Titantron.
1: But the Raws are taped. I don't know if that has something to do with no. it. I like. I literally. I literally this this yeah. is the question. We don't know. If you know what there, listeners, let us know.
2: Okay. I like to point out, by the way, that. Uh, the, the the graphic for King of the Ring this year is a guillotine, which mm-hmm. as we know is famous for being used at the coronation of kings. <laughs> as so we all know
1: you want I want to be the king. Yeah. Is that yeah. right, <laughs> as we all know,
2: kings and, and guillotines go hand in hand. I have
1: my laydown throne. <laughs> <laughs> my
2: my 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 fainting uh, yeah, my torture fainting device
0: phone. or a death device. And everyone has a sign. At this point, it makes me think of the first time we went to a live show and we were sitting up in the upper things and we still brought signs because we didn't
2: realize that you just
0: don't do that anymore when you're up in the upper decks.
2: I didn't even know. I hadn't <laughs> even watched it. So I was like, I-
1: I've got a sign. I'll bring a sign tomorrow. I don't care. <laughs> you don't get to tell the sign what to do. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, first of all, when you go to the bathroom, you just walk past <laughs> holding the sign as you're going to get drinks. Um, but
0: I would say, and uh, this is a question for Eric. I would say for this pay per view,
2: not watching
0: the Raws, there wasn't too much I think that you couldn't figure out. Would that be fair?
2: Um, I'll have to go back to like the individual notes, but mm-hmm. I will say I was very surprised at this being a Hell in the Cell uh, like match on yeah. this on this pay per view. Um, no, they they kind of walked through a lot of it. I mean, there was a lot going on with the with this. Stone Cold, with what was it with Stone Cold and Kane mm-hmm. and Mankind and Undertaker and, and Mankind yeah. and
0: Vince, and that whole thing is is like a, a mix. Like the last two matches, when we talk about like the rundown and what was going on beforehand, there's a lot of overlap. Everyone's story is is definitely crisscrossing at this point.
1: And they're doing a lot of what they call crash booking, a lot of like, which is what we see a lot now. Which is like they're like writing stories without knowing what the ending is going to be. They're changing things on the fly. And, like, I forgot, like, when we talk about the Attitude Era in, with, in, like, positive ways, you know, negatively we always talk about, like, the stereotypes and the bad portrayals and all, like, the shitty racism and misogyny and homophobia, but uh, I think what we also neglect to criticize is, like, sometimes the booking is very bad. Sometimes the booking is very good, but sometimes the booking is Southern justice. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> you, you can't really... You, you can't separate the two. So mm-hmm. you're the Jersey Attitude Editor as a whole, and some of the the best parts of wrestling came out of it, and also I think some of the worst parts of wrestling. Came
2: I mean, out of it. I think we've I think we've definitely commented on the booking being terrible at times. I think
1: there's there's even more. I think this one felt like a particularly a pay per view with like with the like made decisions for ways that didn't feel explained. Yeah. There was, like, a lot of little tiny loose ends and weird things and last-minute changes. and
2: There certainly were, like, two extra matches, which I
0: didn't get. Well, yeah. Well, should we just start with that? Because yeah. our first match is a bonus match, and what the fuck is a bonus match?
1: Yeah, I truly don't know. I guess it's a match that hasn't really had real sustained build. Okay. Uh, but I think going into this pay-per-view, Undertaker is injured. Austin is injured. So they have two stars, or two of the two main events for this are are injured. Um, and I think there probably is some concern about wanting to kill some time.
2: So how are how are Austin and Undertaker injured?
1: So Austin has a staff infection. He actually was hospitalized the three days prior to this pay per view. Okay. So oh, his
0: elbow isn't actually a giant marshmallow.
1: <laughs> no, it does look very both tasty and comfortable. Um, and Undertaker injured his foot. They yeah. think that he has bone chips in his foot, like broke it like splinter, and like it splintered. There's like loose chips, so his foot's fucked up. And you Austin know, loose chips
2: sink shit. <laughs>
1: shut up. <laughs> <Get out. laughs> but yeah so they're, they're dealing with injuries so I think there is something to sit I, I wonder if they're eating time a little bit across some of these matches that makes a lot more sense um, so that might be, explain why there's some of these bonus ones or they said guys that they, they want to get them on the card they want to get some of these folks on the card
0: and the first ones that they got on the card we had the Headbangers and Takamishinoku versus Kai and Tai um, it was a fun match yeah for, again, a bonus match that had no real stakes on it. Uh, I loved Yamaguchi-san wearing a Yomi, Yomi Giants shirt.
2: Yeah. Yeah, it was cool.
0: Which made me go down a Yomi, Yomi Giants ra- rabbit hole and find out that their mascots are called Jabbits and they have an entire family in the most Japanese kind of way.
1: I don't know what any of this means.
0: You, did you see the shirt that he was wearing?
1: Kind of, but
0: it had it was a jersey, but on the back it had a giant orange rabbit looking thing wearing a baseball cap, and that's their mascot, and he has a whole family.
1: How did I miss that entire? Well, first,
2: I mean, I didn't, I missed that too, but. um, Japan and its mascots are amazing. There's like I think a Twitter account that that's all for mascots. And
1: John, John the whole thing about the one like the one city's mascot that's like a lonely otter or something like that, like, <laughs> something thing, bizarre. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But he did a whole. They've like, got they've
2: got mascots that like story. scare children. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Pretty he did a whole story on that. There was a mascot on Twitter that at one point followed me, and like I don't know if it was an official mascot or what, but like it would just keep getting on like. Um, on uh, on uh, treadmills and like falling off, and I was like, "What is happening? This is like, <laughs> I don't know if you like, I, I don't know if you've worked this out in your mind, other than I'm just gonna fall while wearing this suit." I mean, it's pretty funny. It's true. It always is people
0: funny. in costumes falling down, automatically funny. Love it. Uh, I don't have much for this match at all.
1: Me too. I, I forgot I didn't like Kai and Tai so much at the time. I'm really appreciating them in retrospect. Like, I think they're great. I'm a big fan of the I, uh, I, I stand the headbangers. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think Taka was a lot of fun in this. I love that he was like kind of like leaned into being a little silly and like being in the headbanger gimmick. Um, I, in fact I, would, I wish they would have kept him a threesome for longer.
2: Yeah um, my notes were uh, I loved the Iron Maiden shirt on one of the guys in mm-hmm. Kai and tai. Very cool.
0: We're just trying to record this podcast as as society is just collapsing all around
2: us. This is when we find out that like now the water gangs are coming for us. (laughs) This is our this is the end. Yes. Um, I also uh, there was a thing that I that I kind of that I started noticing with Kai and Tai was that there's like something not exactly smooth about their their style. Like they have a very like. Like, when they, you know, when they, like, run and they jump over a guy, they kind of, like, have a little stumble afterwards or something. But, like, I was fine with it. I thought, like, it added to the realism of it. Like, there's a grittiness to the way they wrestle that I kind of really liked. Um, And then I also noted that uh, Takami Chinoku looks a little bit
1: like Matt LeBlanc. I can see that. Oh, yeah. Right? He definitely had 1998 hair. Yeah. Like, hair, like, 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 male. For some reason... Did one of you have, like, those bangs in the front that were, like, little stalagmites? No, never. Yeah. But you know what I'm talking yeah, about. Know, yeah, exactly. Okay. Yeah, like, yeah. All, all, we all it's have like a. Thick. That's
2: like a Caesar, isn't it? Kind of. Kind they, of they would, but, it almost but, yeah. is
1: closer to, like, what people do, have you know? like, the longer on top, shorter on the sides, but the front would be these, like, bangs that came to, like, little points, like, little scalloped bangs in the front. It's very <laughs> weird. But I think all of us, our hair, all of us have hair that's too thick to style, like
2: As we know, my hair looked like Hugh Grant's. Famously. At that time. Famously.
0: And I had the same haircut all the way through, from like first grade all the way through high school. Once I, once I cut the rat tail, then
1: it was just this, oh yeah. You had a rat tail? I had a rat tail. Oh. I wanted one so bad. No, actually what I really wanted was a lightning bolt shaved into my head. Oh, didn't did we all? More than anything. Nope,
2: I didn't want any of that. <laughs> more than
3: anything.
0: I could definitely see Takamishinoku in the Japanese version of Ed, where he's playing Japanese baseball with a monkey. Oh, he wasn't that. Movie. Maybe for the Yomiuri Giants. <laughs>
2: I keep wanting to say the Yomiuri Rabbits. Is that is that what you want to say? Because <laughs> I, I, I that is not what rolls That's off the tongue what for me. To say. The I Yomi do. Yomi Yumenu. Yeah,
3: exactly. Yomi, Yomi.
2: <laughs> I'm sorry. I apologize to an entire city in Japan. <laughs> we are not ranked to Japan yet, <laughs> which honestly would be a huge coup if we. But speaking of coups. Um Bolivia. Uh if we could oh, I thought you were doing your your Italian monster. This kuz hey, over here. This kuz. Uh no. These if... goyles. Just I'm just <laughs> Uh I'm just saying like if we could if we could like get on the charts in Japan, that would be I mean like
1: that well, is one we... of the homes of wrestling. We could be huge in Japan. <laughs> I just wouldn't be able to say that. I'm huge in Japan.
0: But nothing else really to say about this. Uh, Taka hit the Mishinoku driver. One, two, three. It's done. Inconsequential match, but a little bit of fun. Then Sable comes out. Oh, boy. I'm, I feel like you have something to say
1: about her outfit. Wow. I mean, like, I think it's great that the nanny's making an appearance <laughs> at this pay-per-view. Because uh, that's certainly... She, that definitely was from the Fran Fry, Fine Collection. Um, speaking of Goyles. Uh. Leather or pleather? Oh, pleather. I don't know the difference. I think
2: pleather like gives more.
1: Well, I mean, I think you're seeing pleather as in like fake leather. That was yeah. fake leather. That wasn't real leather. She I think she would be like a fucking sweat slick <laughs> if that was Vince is like, yeah, put her in the leather. Bring sure. it out s- over my mouth. Sew so, uh,
0: so her in. Like, Yikes. I want it to be a swamp down there. We will Uh-oh. show you
2: such sights. Oh my god. Vince, Vince, Vince has a Cenobite. Yes. yes. Vince McMahon's Cenobite would be amazing.
1: I don't think I know what a Cenobite is. So oh, you.
0: Cenobite is from Hellraiser. So, oh, I, two, so oh, you know me. Know me. you wait,
1: figured wait, wait. out the, the limitation
2: configuration.
1: We'll we show you
2: such. Such things be tro- beyond yes. pain or pleasure. Eric is screaming at me right so now. So his the pin pinface? Pin yes, face. Pinhead. 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 Pinhead, yes. So these are pin people who head.
0: have... <laughs> these are people who um, have have exhausted all earthly pleasures, and they seek out this box called the lament configuration. And when you do that, the Cenobites come, who are uh, neither bring pleasure nor pain. It's like experiences beyond pleasure
2: and it's pain. Basically, the idea is that all, all the... Th- all the, 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 the extreme emotions That you might feel Are something they want to mine So if you're like Feeling a lot of pleasure that's good But also like don't cry because that's a waste Of good tears Yeah
0: this is totally tracks with Vince McMahon Yeah
2: right like he is definitely He's definitely like searching for the lamentation configuration <laughs> At some point he's like putting the puzzle box Together right now <laughs> Shane Help me with this puzzle <laughs> Stephanie
3: has her mouth, like, <laughs>
2: sewed shut.
3: Uh,
0: so
2: Sable comes out. She sure does. Just
0: to introduce Vince. Sure. Pat Patterson gives her a little smack on the bum.
2: Which is not in character with the real Pat Patterson, very from what funny, understand. Which
1: even JR, I think, gives the knowledge that it on air, and he says something like, he's in unf- unfamiliar territory, mm. which I thought was very funny. That is
2: very funny. I noticed, uh, I don't know, did you see the skinny dude with the tank top and the glasses?
0: Yes, yes. And I looked him up and he's famous. He's famous? Well, he's a famous fan. So his name is Vladimir. And he is sitting next to another famous fan who's known as Faith No More Guy. I love
2: this. Wow. The extended universe of WWE universe. But yeah,
0: he's like the original green shirt guy. And he's like, there are lists out there of. And he's like the number one WWE super fan.
2: Yeah, he was. I from what I can tell, I've seen him at every East Coast event. So he was definitely at Jersey in like uh, in SummerSlam. At SummerSlam, mm-hmm. he was definitely. Did they do it at MSG?
1: Survivor Series was MSG. They,
2: he was definitely there. Uh I I thought Pittsburgh would have been out of his like his strike zone but no sir. Wow. Uh he's been I've been seeing and then I definitely I would I think also even Boston maybe.
1: Makes sense. That would doable.
2: By the way, uh fun fact, if you if your commute is between uh New York and Philly, our show is like the perfect length <laughs> for for like one end of that commute. I love that. But Vince
0: is just doing an amazing job mining this crowd who fucking hates him so much yep. in the best possible way. Mm-hmm.
2: So I have a note that I underlined that says a genetic heart defect, and I don't remember <laughs> what the he, context he, was.
1: He starts waxing philosophic about, like, you're used to disappointment. Maybe you blame your parents yeah. for disappointment. He, says, you he says
0: your entire lives have been a symphony of disappointment.
1: I mean, honestly, not wrong. Oh, <laughs> yeah.
2: I mean, he was addressing Pittsburgh, so yes.
0: <laughs>
1: not when the Steelers are winning.
2: Big Ben.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
2: Big Rapist. Allegedly.
1: Allegedly. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Thank you. Uh. Keeping us
1: not sued. This is also an extension. I think we mentioned this last time. Them trying to do more promo segments on pay-per-views like they do during television. Just like a like a trend at the time, because they were noticing. Well, you know, people. We do this on our shows every week. Why are we not doing the same those segments on pay per views? Why do we think that people just want? Yeah, in ring. That's stuff? how. I, as
2: somebody who's sense. not watching the Raws, <laughs> I really appreciated this promo. I was like, yes. I want some I want some evil, you know, Mr. McMahon.
0: I can't imagine someone in nineteen ninety-eight that was just watching the pay-per-views but not the uh not the week to week stuff. It's like, no, I won't take the free stuff. I'll just
1: plug down my fifty dollars every four weeks. <laughs> there was also apparently I learned while researching this, there was an available for pay per listen. Like full wow. timey radio, and I guess there's something where the last one got screwed up, and so they did. Like you got a On the WWE Network.
2: Do you think that there were people in the audience that had like the one earphone, <laughs> one headphone, in like at like at baseball games? They're doing the box score. The box scores. <laughs> uh, this uh, this match ended by pinfall. <laughs> this one was a disqualification. Shh. For. Four I'm... points for a pile driver. <laughs> three points for a German suplex. Uh, we had a run in in the third match. Okay.
1: Well, look, they've been trying. They've been over this decoder ring this whole time, <laughs> so they have to know how to crack the code. People who
2: do box scores are weird people. People who do box scores are so fucking weird. <laughs> Meanwhile, I could just go on my fucking phone and
0: pull up everything. Yes,
2: yes. It's it's like it's the same as people who are like really into trains. I think.
0: But yeah, good segment. And then that goes right into the first of our semifinals for the King of the Ring tournament. Jeff Jarrett versus Ken Shamrock.
2: I actually, at the beginning of the match, I wrote, Calling it now, Shamrock snaps to disqualify. <laughs> and boy, did I call that one.
1: Because
2: <laughs> it did not happen.
1: Well, I, it's just me. I feel like Ken Shamrock was looking extra swole, right? Oh, he, yeah. You
2: know, and he oh, no. He was,
0: he was 100% just... Pumping some some stuff backstage, he like was, doing everything he could to look, give him that
1: little extra. He came pump. out of that curtain and like the slope from like his lower jaw to the ends of his shoulder was like out to here, like his traps or whatever were like everything was nuts. He came out looking like a he had a body replacement.
2: He also might have like been running around the arena in a garbage bag before the match just to like drop water weight. Like what he I'm would, saying. yeah, like really just like cutting down to. I mean,
1: that sure that's one explanation.
2: <laughs> that's what Bobby does before every show that he does.
1: It is. It's true. And actually, I have a show tonight. I'm actually sitting in a garbage bag right now.
2: <laughs> yeah, the, the smell isn't bothering us. It
1: smells just, smells just like Sable. You use old garbage bags, right? <laughs> no, I'm Bobby, you smell
2: like old garbage bags, generally.
1: I'm upcycling, you guys.
0: Was anyone else really rooting for Tennessee Lee to just catch fire under Aldo J.J. Pyro?
1: Uh, Jeff Jarrett. I think I just I hate every time he's on my television. One hundred percent.
2: So again, is this just a check in? Is this like good heel heat or nope. bad heel bad. heat?
1: Still bad, so bad. Yeah, it, cl- we're getting so close though. Eventually, you you will always hate Jeff Jarrett. I think like I, I never but I'll did hate him in a better Jeff way. Jarrett, but get to a point where you're supposed to hate him, and you hate him in the way you're supposed to. But okay. we're not there yet. And Silver is not his friend. Every one of his outfits is awful. This costume design, I mean, like, I want to like. Well, not who's hold on. Every,
0: not everyone. His first one, he first came back,
2: undeniably good. <sighs>
1: yeah.
0: Everyone since then, awful.
2: This this one
0: Hard is to... this the same
2: as the last one? Because I think this one was like the um, it was a the the was it a a, a a visual illusion.
1: Yeah, that's what I was talking about last time. Where it was yeah. like, it's, like, it's like
2: three on the – what do you yeah. see on the front versus what do you see on the back? It's, it's three in the back and four on the front.
1: The negative space, like, throws you off. Yeah, like, yeah. This was definitely the same – it was a variation on the same theme.
2: But this time in silver. Do you think that they just took, like, one piece of uh, cloth and just, like, cut the lines to make four and the lines that they cut out to make the four, they pulled back to make the three? Like, if you put them together, they form one full plane. We're
0: thinking way more about yeah, his outfit than anyone else is ever. That's, what, that's yeah. what we're here for. This yeah, yeah, is yeah. our purview. Yeah.
1: But this is one of the things where we truly have no idea. Like, <laughs> even if anyone had the best chance of knowing it's me and I don't, so I'm sure you don't. You know what I mean? But, like, <laughs> I want
2: to – You a pattern making. You know how the, there are people who, like, recreate, like, the original voyage of, like, you know – a Pon, you know Ponce de Leon or whatever or columbus they're like no, I want i do not you know i want we get here i was watching ds9
0: and like ah. anyway there's you know in the future when people are use the holodeck
2: there are people who try to recreate like historical things that happen i'd like to okay I'll, so like civil war reenactors not this no no to prove that it happened
1: oh, oh like the earth being flat or the moon landing being fake
2: no like like real things that people are like that's apocryphal and you're like i will i will prove for for science reasons at the opposite of moon landing being fake and but anyway i'd like to my project is going to be to take a piece of cloth and make and make the cuts to make the jeff jarred top in the way that i'm imagining so that it is all one cloth that's just been like pulled apart
1: so this is basically like a myth busters without a myth. Like a myth busters, no, a myth no one is asking you to bust. Yeah.
2: Okay. Yeah. I'm going to bust that. I'm not, I'm not, it's not even a, bu- a myth bust. Also,
1: my favorite journey for you, Eric Silver, is busting myths no one asked you about. <laughs> <laughs> like, I love that journey for you. They said, I couldn't eat all
2: this pepper. I'm going to teach them. <laughs> no one said that. Already eating the pepper. <laughs> is, the, is the
0: camera the running? The my god we needed those peppers for salsa nope it's
3: done it's good
0: there goes another chili (laughs) cook film it film it (laughs) um i love the ankle lock out of nowhere it's got to be one of my favorite moves at this point
1: that was a sick herker on it too and i can't tell if it was a botch or not like it just seemed like a real whatever it was the just the perfect symphony of both of their bodies made it look sick as hell
0: yeah then quick shot of the inflatable Undertaker outside of the arena.
2: Wait, we're... was that an inflatable Undertaker? I missed that. That's oh like yeah, how, yeah. But yeah, I I, have... I did see that the rest of Pittsburgh was dead. <laughs> just empty.
1: <laughs> or it was it the Steel Mill closed? <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> they don't make uh computer chips here anymore, so sorry. Have you guys ever been to Cleveland? Uh y- no, but okay. I have been okay. to Pittsburgh Well, okay,
0: so I've never been to Pittsburgh But I went to Cleveland And Cleveland just, like, shuts the fuck down On the weekends Because nobody lives there And I wonder if Pittsburgh is, is a similar thing uh, I went Houston's to Pittsburgh
1: like that Downtown Houston is like that
2: I went to Pittsburgh on a weekend I, I did a weekend trip And it was actually It's a very lovely city, actually Like, okay. they were I mean, they were also celebrating, like A the a, a bicentennial But they were like It's the bicentennial of the founding of our city like, that has nothing to do with the bison, like, with when our, like, when we were a state or when, you know what I mean? Like, they just had, like, a Bicentennial that was very unrelated Pittsburgh, to the founding of America. Pittsburgh is
0: just going to uh, look for an excuse to party and any Bicentennial. Yeah. yeah. Bunch of horse or whatever. They're but,
1: Yeah, uh, you
0: no, know,
2: the river, the, the, the rivers are really nice. Like, there's a really nice river walk, like. It's very pretty there. All right. Well, maybe we'll take the show to Pittsburgh someday.
1: Hey, live show in Pittsburgh.
2: Pittsburgh, let us know. We will be happy to be inside you.
0: But then we went to the next semifinal match, The Rock versus Dan, Sev- uh, Dan Severin. I Severin. Severin. No, Severin. That it's so this Dan has been Severin. this has been no this has been fucking me up. It's Dan Severin is is how everybody's been pronouncing it. It's
1: like a Brett Favre kind of thing. I think I hate this. Well, see. no
0: Brett Favre like you know Brett Favre. You've I seen kn- the name. I've way... seen his dick. Yes, we'll get... I kn- uh, yes,
1: yes. I know.
0: But we also like. You, have you seen the spelling of his yes. name? Yes, Favre. Yeah, yeah. What's up with that? I hate it. I hate, I hate
3: it. What's up with that?
2: <laughs> what's up with that? Hey, wh- hey, hey! Have you seen that spelling of uh, Brett Favre's last name? What's up with that? Hey, hey, that coos over there.
0: You ever see? Uh, <laughs> you ever see the way they spell Brett Favre's name? But I- if we thought
1: that Steve Blackman was a charisma black hole, holy, holy. shit! That's what I mean. I feel like I look at, remember that episode, you know the episode of Black Mirror with John Hamm? Yes. When you're, like, turned off, when people look at you, they just see, like, a hole in the universe where you're supposed to be. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I see when I look at Dan Severn. Severn?
3: Dan Severn. Severn.
1: Severn. Um,
0: that's what I look at, and like, but I, mean, I feel like it's a jumble of, like, sounds at the end. So it's like, yeah, stand Seven Yeah,
1: you kind of, like, from you the swallow the end of it. Yeah. And you think between that and the mustache, I'd be very into him. But I'm not. It's boring. He's he, boring. He's bad.
2: He looks like he time-traveled from 1920.
1: <laughs> he looks like someone that would be a villain in Mike Tyson Punch-Out!!
2: Yes. Yes. <laughs> like a low-level he villain. He might be the Kaiser.
1: Yeah, like, he's like a low, he's like the third guy you face, you know?
0: Yeah. He. Um, is like that, too. His gear, he came out in a plain gray t-shirt. He a, a a wet plain gray t shirt, but like gray yeah, t shirt. So on much sweat. Yeah, I don't know, man. Not into it. And he is, um, he he got his degree in industrial arts education, which is shop class, right?
2: Uh, yeah. He knows how to. He knows how to use a lithograph and like <laughs> roll and put a make an ink. Uh, what is a printing? He got three credits for telling people to put on goggles. Listen, I don't want to like bag on on shop class major or industrial arts like i feel like you know what that might be punching down so i wish that dan severin
1: had actually stuck with that <laughs> instead of wrestling in this
2: match
0: but i mean apparently he was really good in ufc and all that
1: yes but he's not very good at wrestling and i don't think he, that ever changes uh but what i did like obviously the rock is still the rock He still is burning with charisma. I think every time he's on screen, yeah. Um, There was a slight botch you saw. You saw the rocket legit mad.
2: Um, I may have missed that.
1: Dan was doing a. I want to say some kind of like like some kind of like leg bar or some kind of like dragon screw, like holding leg and rolling. And when he caught him, someone through, He like kind of rolled and like fell on Rock's knee, and you can tell like it kind of hurt. Like mm-hmm. he kind of like wrenched his knee. I don't think it was a serious injury, but it was like he wrenched his knee a little bit. And Rock was like, "Fuck! Like, he, like God damn it! Like that hurt!" Like, yeah. he was mad because mm-hmm. it was a fuck up. It was like a sloppy. It was yeah. a sloppy mistake. I
0: really like the storytelling at the start of this match with the Rock staying close to the ropes, knowing that this guy is is a submission specialist. That's cool. And, and seeing the Rock claw to, towards the ropes was really really cool to see it. Just seeing the Rock's power to overcome these submissions were they that doing have like a lot members. of
2: like punching up front and stuff was that was that this one maybe no that maybe might have it was, been the, the final yeah yeah, yeah that, that might be. be
1: but I think we haven't talked so much about the bracket for this whole King of the Ring tournament but I think it's worth noting that the nation's being pushed so hard I mean like every member of the nation has been in this tournament and like mm-hmm. the tournament is half nation domination members yeah you know Severin
2: I mean? beat Owen
1: yeah but they had Owen comma Mark Henry like the nation had a huge presence in this King of the Ring tournament um I just think that's interesting like that they're being they're just being pushed so hard now at a time when you know the, the roster is overflowing with future Hall of Famers. But there's so much talent in the nation. Yeah. that's like, just, it's like, really it's, it's cool that
0: they that it was recognized.
1: But it, you're seeing now, you know, Mark Hen, you know, Mark Henry's the greenest of the bunch. But fuck man, D'Lo Brown is amazing. And like this is like this is the beginning of D'Lo Brown like stepping up and stepping out and it's really exciting. The chest protector thing becomes like a whole gimmick Really, that's he's,
2: cool. He is Wait, is-, is D'Lo Brown the proto Roman Reigns?
0: We have uh, Dave Colon when when he went to WrestleMania, got incredibly drunk, and every time that Roman Reigns was there, he was shouting, "Give the vest back to D'Lo Brown."
2: This is amazing because I remember that story, but only I remember I remember him saying that, but I didn't remember who he was talking about. And it's really funny watching all of the the um, pieces fall into place to give me the context to things that I heard uh, years ago. Including the name of your comedy show that you had for several years. Yes. (laughs) But also, we'll get to it later. There was another thing. This was was a very special pay-per-view for me for a different reason. We'll get into it later. But
1: also... That is the whole point of this entire podcast. <laughs> no, I mean, <laughs> just, I like, get it. You, you I'm like, present. Wow, the experience of me like filling in the gaps of my knowledge for things I know a little bit about has been really interesting. It's like I should hope so. We made 27 episodes about <laughs> it. I, I would hope so. We spent 50 hours at least. 50,
2: like hundreds. <laughs> at least,
1: at least 50. If you think at least two hours an episode, 27 episodes.
2: But yeah, no, no. I what I'm saying is like sometimes it's just like. I'm a baby. What is this? And then sometimes it's like, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Somebody, Look,
1: I, I need to hear about your sex life, okay? <laughs> I don't know what your stepmom needs to teach you, okay?
2: <laughs> I walked in on my stepsister when she was studying, and I had a
1: boner. I'm and so, I was like, what is this? I can't believe this is happening to straight people. I'm so, I thought it was just the gays that have a, like dirty step. Relationship porn, all over their thing, and I was like, "Come on, guys! No, man, we've
2: all moved into step.
1: (laughs) It's so weird. It has all step
2: by step. (laughs) Well, I was saying, by the way, it it makes complete
0: sense because you're most of us are able to ignore it because it's not our thing. But the people who it is their thing, then they get off on it. So it's like an outlet of their of their
1: thing. Yeah. But I do feel like you are. Like uh, you're not saying to the, the the letter of the law. You know, you're not saying to the the spirit of the law. Even though you're not saying to the letter of the law, you know what uh-huh. I mean? It's like you're missing the spirit uh-huh. of the law.
0: Are you talking about the whole, you
2: like, you can't do incest? want real, to
0: real
1: incest,
2: is
0: no, what you're saying, right? No, I'm right? saying
1: I don't. And I'm saying that you're like, well, it's different because they're step-siblings. And you're like, I mean, it's different, I guess. But I don't know if it's that different. Oh,
2: no, this is definitely, like, the... the I know st- it's legally different. The step, the step is definitely the barely of the, yeah, of, like, porn. Sure. Of, or, no, it's... of that genre of porn. It's like, it's like, oh, we have to say, we can't say... Illi- this illegal girl who's having sex? We have to say barely legal yeah, girl. We can't say she's a his sister. We well, have to say
1: she's a stepsister. But also, likely she's twenty four, and the same way these people are obviously not related. Yes, in any way, legal legally by, via marriage or whatever. We but don't anyway, we don't know how love works. <laughs> the whole thing is that. I don't think people are like, yeah, but it's step. It's okay. You're like, is it? But okay. That's what I mean. Like, you're not saying to the yeah. spirit of the law. No, you're I get it. I get it. Uh, but what, I, yeah, what I'm saying so is like. Not to yuck anybody's yum. Not to yuck anybody's yum. I you know, mean, all kinds of weird shit. Don't worry about it. Um, Subscribe <laughs> to the Patreon.
2: <laughs> 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 that'll, that'll be a good channel. Um, no. My, my whole thing is like, sometimes it's completely like, I'm, I'm a blank slate. And then sometimes it's like. Uh I I can I have to, like I might need help redraw cult- there are some
0: cultural touchstones that you've heard like peripherally that you're now getting like the the lines from A to B.
2: I'm getting the react. backfill yeah. on it yeah, and, yeah, yeah. but like also I I didn't remember what what he had said and so when you when you brought that up I was like I was like, "Oh, that's who he was talking about." Uh-huh. Now, hey, that's a funny joke. Good work, Dave. <laughs> Man, I this is now you know like can you imagine what the what the silent trauma I went through sitting in on like all of the wrestling with with all of you guys? Where like <laughs> there'd be like references to other to other names. I'd be like, that was great, guys. Wait, is
0: this Eric Silver admitting that sometimes he doesn't know things?
1: And it stresses him out so much.
0: <laughs> well, sorry, we
2: have to cut that out because of the siren. Ah, <laughs> using it to my advantage.
0: But yeah, from, so not a great match, but the the biggest thing for me from this one is Rock is starting to get some cheers from the audience, but it took Dan Serrano to get it, but whatever the fuck happens, he's there.
1: I mean, I would cheer like a bag of wet flour against Dan Serrano.
2: Well, you're in luck, Bobby Hankinson, because right here in the other room, you've got our... Damn bag of what flowers, Severin? <laughs> <laughs> it's in a garbage bag. Put it on. <laughs> you gotta sweat this out before the, in the fucking show.
1: <laughs> Go on a T-shirt.
2: Um. By the way, I don't know if we're there yet, but The Rock gave a great post-match interview. Yeah,
1: mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. Man,
2: let's compare this to a year ago when he was like, Yep, yeah, you know, I just had to like just trying to be do the best I can be and." And uh, doing what I can, blah, 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 blah. and then this one was just like fucking, it was better than the match,
1: yeah, yeah. But well, that was Dan Severin's fault, that wasn't the, the Rock. No, but yeah, we're seeing someone go from zero to hero, as they say in Hercules now on Disney. Um,
2: <laughs> never but, saw it.
1: Also, you said it's great, uh, it's one of the better ones. Uh, oh, but James Woods in it—he's a real fucking piece of shit. He anyway, gets money
2: every time you watch. I know
1: it. I won't watch. I, I just like, said that. And I'm like I won't watch it again. That's why I haven't watched it in a while. You should just watch the anyway, sequel that they
2: made that went to straight to video.
1: I'm sure that's just as good. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but we're seeing this rock become a star. Like he was such a fucking baby, but he, through like sheer love of the business and hard work, um, is getting to the point he's at now. And it's just fucking. It's just fucking impressive. Anyone watching anybody get really good at anything yeah like that's why American Ninja Warrior is a show you know what I mean so Mm -hmm. like yeah like seeing The Rock do this it's so thrilling and especially we have the benefit of knowing just the absolute heights it goes to which at this point we're like we came into Matt watching this the first time you couldn't even fathom how big The Rock was gonna be like it didn't even seem possible mm
2: -hmm. like imagine the journey our listeners have gone on with us from episode one to episode now where they're like, man, we are watching these guys hone their craft. <laughs> they have they have taken talking about topics from 20 years ago, not exclusively wrestling, oh, I and really about, owned it.
1: I thought you were talking about Bloody Marys only. <laughs> we're watching artists at work. <laughs> um, but yeah, the Rock, the Rock is great. And so I think that he made this great. I think d is also great. The chest protector spot was really great. Um, I do think it's interesting if you have the potential for a Ken Shamrock Dan server r- 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 showdown why you wouldn't pull the trigger on it um, I it just I mean I know because Dan sucks but yeah. like it just seems like yeah it,
2: it, submission versus submission
1: you had a two MMA guys who had a way to go there but I also get that but thank fucking god they didn't yeah. no oh it'd be terrible but I also think I, I think I was reading that also uh, like they thought they could make m- more money off that in UFC so they were like we don't want to fight each other here it'll Makes work sense. in a work shoot like it'll work yeah Environment because it would hurt one of reputation. So like yeah. we'd rather neither of us do it, and we'll fight for real for a lot of money in UFC, which they never. I don't think they ever did. So it doesn't matter anyway.
2: Yeah, put it off for nothing. Uh, it would be great though to have a broken ankle on a pole match. where they, One of them has to break the, <laughs> bring it up to the pole. I and... can't
1: imagine Ken Shamrock <laughs> doing anything but fighting for like on a pole, except like tape for his knuckles or like a Dunkin' Donuts coffee. <laughs> like, <it's> just... <laughs> like uh melissa leo playing his uh, wife well they
0: Patriots were jersey on a pole match well i don't know they were really pushing his uh his scrabble background here so it might be a fucking a hand, sa- hand sandwich on would a pole they, match would- doesn't everybody have
1: a hard scrabble background according to this i mean but ken shamrock was getting the full ahmed johnson treatment in a way that we haven't seen since ahmed johnson yeah like he lived in his car his daddy never loved him and it was like what, he, what? He, no he, he moves moved from home car home. to car he left home when
0: he was 10
1: it's, it's like he left home, and then he also. I felt like he le- he like moved. He lived in his car, and then he also left the car. Wait, you know what I mean? Like wait, was like wait, levels of insane. He
2: left when he was ten, and he did not live in his car. He lived in a car. He, there was no way he was on the. Uh, then at it, sixteen, he left what's the car. The, what was, Mass Pike? No, he what, wasn't on the. What's the thing that for to own a car?
1: Not a deed, but it's your. I know what you're talking title. About title he wasn't
2: space. on the title for the car. Man, imagine how great I'd be if I remembered every word. <laughs>
0: Uh, I would go to bed every night just going, man, imagine how great I would be.
2: <laughs>
0: uh, but
1: yeah, Ken been th- I wasn't sure if it was this match or the next match that they talked about his scrabble life so much. Well, no, because the, the, the match, next
2: match so like... was not even...
3: Well, I
1: mean, his next match. Okay, yeah. Um, yeah. I, I, that's why I didn't bring it up earlier So I wasn't sure if, when they talked about it. But yeah, they're really going hard on Shamrock like growing up in the mean streets, like it's some real eight mile who, shit. I don't know. Like was what it X
2: Pac who also was like on the mean streets too? They 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 brought up somebody else. Yeah, X Pac, I think, who like they said also was raised on the streets. I don't know. There was there was there were at least two streets raised. <laughs> People,
1: streets of rage, <laughs> WWE, King of the Ring, Over the Edge, in your house. Wouldn't that be a good
2: uh, prequel, paper, Though, paper like the early days, like like young like young Ken Shamrock, like like young Indiana Jones, where like you're a young you're like a young Ken Shamrock. You have to you, you have these rage issues. Uh-huh. You have to like this find a new car each I feel time. Like I pitched this
1: whole idea a couple episodes ago. Where I was like, they should use the creative and pitch it to shows, like re, like a Twilight Zone, except the stories are like Kane and the Undertaker. Yeah, why don't like, you have all this IP that's, that's true. going to waste? You've written thousands of stories.
2: I don't know if I would put the I in the IP, but yeah, it's <laughs> it's, it's property.
1: You got all this pee Vince loves P. But...
2: <laughs> we'll show you such things, such sights. Um, that's fine. I did a hold. <laughs> then you ripped the top of the can off. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I am so excited for the next match. Okay.
1: I would love to talk about it. People have strong opinions on the next match. Do they? Yeah, really strong. I bet I bet some people hated that match. I think most people hate the next match. Most people are dummies. I am not one of the people who hate the next match. No, I was fine. (laughs) I thought it was great. I hate everything. So
0: hold on, so hold on, so hold on. We've got Al Snow and Head versus too much, who this is really the first time we've seen them. They were in a tag team battle royal for but the continuous. I think at
1: that point Scott Taylor wasn't even too hot Scott Taylor. He yeah. was just still Scott Taylor.
0: So we've got Scott Taylor, Scott too hot. Scott and too we've hot got Taylor.
2: um and we've got Brian Christopher too sexy.
1: And they're together too much. I mean this is Wait, can
2: you spend a little time on who uh Al Snow's wrestling partner is? Yeah because I don't know if everybody out there knows what's happening yes
0: head would be a mannequin head with the words help me written backwards on it, matching al snow's forehead as well
2: yeah it's a mannequin head uh there is no body and the mannequin doesn't come to life so it's just al snow with with a like a head
1: yeah it's a handicap match basically
2: yeah
0: except I and they they totally got me on this. I was like, oh man, it's really smart because you can't get the shoulders down. Oh, no. if how do there are no shoulders, ahead? how do you pin a
1: head?
2: Well, practice, practice, practice.
0: This
1: match, which probably went a little longer than it needed too to. too long. Yeah,
2: that is that is. It the was one, uh, too one, long, one. Brian Christopher.
1: <laughs> First of all,
2: not a problem if you yeah. ask me. Um,
1: uh, did I find Brian Christopher sexually attractive? Uh, Did you
2: find Scott Taylor sexually attractive? Yes. Did you find head sexually attractive?
1: <laughs> no. <laughs> Long hair. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, the match, the ending of the match, which is what the brilliance is, Al Snow hits the snowplow, I believe on Scotty Too Hotty, which, I'm sorry, Scott Too Hot Taylor, uh, goes to pin him, but head is legal and Brian Christopher is legal, and Brian Christopher pins head by attaching a bottle of what? head and shoulders, to the head, thus giving him shoulders, which could be pinned to the mat, which special guest referee, Jerry Lawler, counts counts as the win. It is a bit of brilliant booking. I
0: laughed my ass off when that happened.
1: It's very
2: fitting that Jerry Lawler was the ref because that was a real dad joke. Oh, yeah. Like, how do you pin the head? <laughs> with head and shoulders. <laughs> One, two, three. Um, I loved it. I was fine with it uh we went we went um light speed through a few things first of all, I thought the al snow package music like they they were showing basically um we saw a little bit of al snow i think last. pay-per-view he was just uh being kind of uh in a racist yeah yes and
0: and that's outfit and that's the one thing that i'm really hating about the uh, like al snow at this point because we also got him in a rice patty hat with like the mickey rooney glasses from breakfast at tiffany's and and it was bad it's gross but but,
1: it was bad then and it's 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 unwatchable now
2: yeah. No, it's pretty bad. Um but so we've now seen a package. They put together a package of Al Snow where he's essentially saying like I want to wrestle. I want to be in it. This is this is how I can get in it. And the package music I thought sounded a lot like the Blues Brothers. It was like that the like the like a generic Blues Brothers kind of like Ooh, this is, he's a crazy guy. <laughs> Um, I also thought that too much is a little bit like a proto brizango.
1: Yes, this mm. is definitely they're definitely gayish. Like the gimmick is you're a little gay. Yeah, you wear a little vest or have a leopard print tights. You're gonna be a little gay. Like, that's that's the gimmick. You're pretty boy A brizango. Yeah, very very Tyler Breeze brizango. Like yeah yeah, I think you're on the right track. Yeah, they're definitely that is. The, the standard gimmick they put them
2: in uh, let's see oh I loved when Al Snow came out and he got a male head from the crowd and like and he's just staring at yeah them he's like, just like, like I don't know what to do. like, they're talking to each other I was like this is great very funny like I do you think that was planted or was it no no, no.
1: no I think I'm Al right. Snow no, is just
0: that good yeah I
1: think he's actually like a commu- like he has like He's committed to the bit. Oh, I love it. And he's doing a bit, and he's he can improv like He's very in the character.
2: Uh, I I really really liked it. Um, I also thought the way that in the beginning, the way that Al that Al Snow was like talking to the head and treating the head felt a little bit like uh, a a foil to Mark Merrow and Sable, where he's like, mm. "Come on, like what? What are you talking about? What a bad idea!" Like so fun. I mean, yeah, when he was like,
0: "You were supposed to keep track of this stuff about the contract."
2: <laughs>
0: very funny. Good stuff. Ah, oh, it's so good. I mean,
1: else no, he gets he I mean, bless him. He's gonna, he's going to do a lot of interesting stuff. Some of yeah. it'll be very good, some of it'll be very bad. Uh, but yeah, he's great. I mean, but it, it, he'll always give us something to talk about, that's for sure.
2: Also, the head got the hot tag. Great. The head got the fuck like he got like he finally tags the head and the head comes in and is knocking everybody out. He's holding the head. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I just want to make sure that people who don't watch this, I mean, it would be amazing if, if they, somehow they figured out a way for the head to like, and, like it in. come on the head on strings like they they lifted a cage. They can make flames. They could definitely have a head on string like that would that would have been something in like uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling, right? Like I don't know. Like that that is a a complete. But I feel like that's some like there are promotions where they do super 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 high gimmick matches like where it's like two guys like who are like clowns and like Anything
1: Joey anywhere Joey Ryan is
2: right like I feel like there's room for that here and like they could definitely I mean like this was this was like obviously this is very high gimmick mm-hmm. but like if they went one step further and they were just like. Like they just had like the, you know, the head coming around and, and like had wrestlers doing the athletic uh-huh. things that they can bump do where the, they
0: just bump the shit out bump of this the head. shit
2: out of getting out of the head attacking them would be I that would I would have like yeah. stood up in my room watching it alone and just like given it a, like a standing ovation.
1: Yeah, I think it'd be very hard. I think it's harder to do than we think it is.
2: Well, that's why I would give it
0: an, an ovation. <laughs> Eric, I don't know if you know this, Bobby, but Eric does not give away his praise lightly. No. That's an for anybody. No. He doesn't
1: clap for encores at concerts. It's like,
2: no, you're done. <laughs> you finished. <laughs> if you want to come back out because you have unfinished business, then that's fine. That's I'm all already getting it. my coat from the coat check. Yes. I found the exits. <laughs> By the way, side story, uh, for, for my dad's like birthday or mm, father's day or whatever, i um, I was like, oh, let me take you to a Ranger game because my dad loves the Rangers. Mm-hmm. I take him to a Ranger game and as soon as we get into the seats, my dad goes, I hope uh hope it's not as loud as it was like uh last time I went to a, a concert because I, you know, I went with my friend and we had to leave. I was it was just too loud. It was too loud. It was making me it was actually making me sick. I was like, What was Please? the concert? I don't oh God, I don't even know. I, it was probably like Like Paul Simon or something, (laughs) right? But like, but like, he was just like, um, I was like, please don't leave the gift I gave you. And then, (laughs) as we're sitting there, he's like, he's just like looking around. He's like. That's probably the exit we're gonna want to take when uh, when it when this is over. And I'm like, can you stop scouting the exits that are nearby? Planning his skills. escape from
0: his yeah, father son
2: bonding time because he, he he needed to figure out like exactly what train he was gonna catch because he had to immediately get the exit, go straight down, go to Penn Station, catch the Long Island Railroad, get on that train, and get out so that you know because this was way late for him. If yeah. it ends at 10.30, ooh, God, that means he's going to get, like, no sleep before his day.
1: You're saying this in this, like, an OK Boomer sort of way that I would feel alienated from your father in this story. But as you're telling it, I'm like, oh, no, I relate to your father more than ever before. <laughs> I went to our Aaron last night, and literally the, the second the encore was over, like, let's ride. And I, I, like, <laughs> we, like, cut the whole—we, like, made it, like, the front of the whole coach line, and, like, we're out of there in, like, two minutes. Yeah. I, had the exit, I had a whole fucking path. We were like, let's do this.
0: He was very angry when I said I had to use the bathroom.
1: I wasn't angry, but I was like, <laughs> it's a quick train ride. And he's like, it's not that quick. And I was like, hmm, is it though? You did pee during the concert. I they, feel like you can make it.
0: They <laughs> went local. he went local, <laughs> That's Bobby. true. It did.
1: It went partially. It was very weirdly partial local. This is not actually for anybody but us. Anyway.
2: <laughs> well.
3: No, oh, and it, everyone's
1: hanging on our every word.
2: <laughs> I feel it too, but you know, uh, you guys didn't give each other the tickets as a present. That's
1: true. That's true. It wasn't like an Oh Henry weird. Kind of <laughs> I saw you this concert, but you have to take the train. I, I got ri- my train to take this concert.
2: <laughs> I got rid of my bladders so that I could go to this concert. <laughs> oh with no, I my beautiful, beautiful like hair! <laughs>
1: All right. Meanwhile, there's wrestling happening.
2: Yes. What and, was it? Oh, Were you gonna yes, say? Right, go ahead. No. no. Was it sponsored? Because like, what did Head and Shoulders sponsor this? Was it I mean, just it was like purely
1: it's like a play on words? Right. Which, by the way, if you like, check out the Punch Up a Caveat, third Thursdays of every month. Shout out to the fam.
0: We don't even plug our own shit on here.
1: Well, this is an ongoing thing. And also, you know what, I don't know. Also, okay.
2: Yeah, if you like wrestling, check out Hell a Cell Phone, the podcast. So <laughs> then the showdown everyone's been waiting for:
1: X-Pac versus Owen. Oh, Bobby, so when X-Pac came in, was he injured? Yes. Yeah, well, he's getting over a neck, or a pretty serious neck injury in WCW. He was, like, off he, off TV for a while in WCW. So I'm not sure the extent of the injury or, like, when he was cleared. Actually, I don't even think of WWE. You can tell you what their clearing process looked like at the time. <laughs> mm-hmm. As we've seen, as later in the show, we will see people killing themselves and also, like, wrestling with, like, all kinds of people maladies. killing themselves while insanely injured at the yeah, same yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, like, it's, I, I, I don't really know when he wasn't, when his he stopped being injured, mm-hmm. but when he left WCW, he was injured. He was not appearing on television. He was fired via FedEx at home. Um, so I imagine when he started, he started at, w, at WWF. I want to say within the week of, or within a couple of weeks of him being fired. So I imagine he was getting over his injury, which is why we haven't seen him till, since then. Were
2: they like, "You're fired, sponsored by FedEx"? Check out the <laughs> blimp, the FedEx blimp coming around.
0: Also with your last Blake's, check,
1: Head and Shoulders. <laughs>
0: But he got his first match against Triple H in the build to this in the uh, King of the Ring tournament where they decided... Like, they spent the whole night, like, who's gonna win kind of thing and then they just decided they were gonna, like, do a real match but then Owen decided to beat the shit out of X-Pac in the middle of the match and leading to this one here. Both these guys sell so fucking good.
1: Yeah, this is a great match. It was fun. They they are... This is, like, Prime X-Pac. Sean Waltman, whatever... Um, and Owen Hart is always prime like he's just amazing and so of course well we except on... for
2: one notable incident
1: <laughs> yikes woof uh, but this is a great match uh, and funny uh, oddly enough four years earlier at the 1994 King of the Ring which Owen Hart would go on to win Owen Hart faced X-Pac at that pay-per-view at uh, the time as the 1-2-3 kid as the 1-2-3 kid and they had a very fun sprint of like a four minute match I, I watched it I didn't pay for super close attention but it was a fun match then too um Xbox looks truly like an actual little tiny baby.
0: Well, I mean, for me, I don't know about the rest of you, but the star of this match was China.
1: Hell yeah. And I also thought we get back to back China these next two matches. I was like, she's back? And like, uh...
0: China is looking particularly menacing at the side of the ring. Uh, at one point, Mark Henry comes in and um, what do you do? Like, a. Some kind of squash on uh, on X Pac and China goes full Tiger Mom swooping in. You will not injure my sweet baby boy X No,
1: she's swoops in and also she. I actually think we see China in three segments in a row coming up. Yes, we yes, do. Um, which is unbelievable. But China um, is amazing here, and I think this is another. This is pay per view. I really felt. I think last time we uh, recorded, I I said like watch for China, like watch the, like the moments where you can tell that she's like no, she's a star and it's kind of amazing because I feel like up until this point, she's like leaned into being this monster and I feel like now this is her first time kind of like officially transitioning to a face role mm-hmm. and like being beloved by people and someone who, anytime you've read an interview with her or she's talked to her who's like never felt loved by people. Like, never like yeah. at scale, like, it's just incredible and I do think there's like moments watching her in this pay-per-view where she's a fucking star and she's like feeling it and just it just, it fills my heart. I love it so much. Um, so I think she was Great in this, and at no point did I question her getting a Mark Henry's face. Ever was I like, that's weird. Like I don't buy it. Like I don't Hmm. buy that that she that he would be intimidated by her, or she could. I'm like, no, I'd be scared of China. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'd see the two of them fight, and she ends up being a huge factor in the finish this match, and Mm -hmm. it's great.
0: And another factor in here was Vader, who literally (laughs) bounces off of Mark Henry. I
1: didn't
3: even
2: understand what was going on. Made the worst mistake
0: of my life. He's <laughs> a
1: big fat piece of shit. Well, has Vader been showing up? Aaron, remind me in the in the in the intervening weeks.
0: Vader was in the um, in the King of the Ring tournament. I think he faced Rock in the first round. But then there was also when Undertaker was kind of on the warpath, which we'll talk about a little bit later on. Vader was facing somebody, another big man, maybe Mark Henry and undertaker came in and slammed
1: the shit out of both of them so vader's kind of been a non-entity up to this point which is like you can't follow the promo he gave last month with nothing yeah. like if that's not leading to like a redemption arc like
2: then it leads to, to, to him going away
1: yeah it's hard to come back from um so yeah that was said and and so now you have so think about this match i mean you have x Pac and owen hart who are two great in-ring performers You have Mark Henry and Vader, who are two huge monsters, and are like such like spectacles and specimens. And China stole the show from from all four of them. It's amazing. Yeah. Then
2: we got Paul Bearer, hopefully coming on out. Um. The 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 flashback to the Raws where I get to see Paul Bearer's home. Paul Bear who just lives in the same house
0: as your grandparents.
2: Yeah, I was going to say, like, I think my great uncle was, like, trying to, to, like, get me to, like, buy his apartment from him, and it looked exactly like that. And I was
0: like... Your great uncle also had the same bathrobe, I think.
2: Probably, yeah, probably. Uh, also, when did Cain become nonverbal? Because he was like, Cain used to tell me I wanna be like him and I'm like, wait, so this guy talks? He's got
1: a voice box. He had, he's, a, he's he a... had
0: an electro larynx back then, but then Paul took it away
1: from him. He has an electro larynx.
2: Yeah, because I remember I was gonna say, uh you said he doesn't talk, but he does talk sort of. This yeah, this is the first the the build
0: up to this is the first time that we saw him. Yeah, talk Bobby said he does not talk for earbuds. years, but like
1: also oh, oh, so this is the thing I'm saying of the Night too, which is very which is kind of interesting going through this reflecting back when i watched this as a youth when i'm thinking of all the storyline beats we're watching now in my mind they spanned years like the undertaker kane story like years like this mankind like corporate like this all was like year like months long and like now, no i know we're going at double speed but even still it felt so much longer and i guess we are going double speed and it was longer between um each thing that we've been recording, like, especially these last couple episodes have been pretty close together. Yep. Um, so anyway, I, I, I was like, oh, wow. I remember this being, like, years longer than it was. Um, it's all happening so quickly. Mm. Um, so basically, so my our, sense of our
2: perception is very skewed because we're like, what? Yeah, like, because what? It's, it's two years later. No, it's a year later. From what? Kane's been around for a year from the yeah, point Kane where Kane, Kane shows up Kane Kane to working Kane... in
1: October of 1997. So it's less than it's like yeah, less right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. It's like 8 months ish. 6 to 8 months, let's say. And
2: then uh in 3 more months he's going to be Corporate Kane and he's going <laughs> to have a... uh,
1: Actually Kane, I mean, Kane Kane is amazing. Kane and the the iterations of that character are amazing. And yeah. Weird shit will come. What's not amazing is the next match. No. New Age
0: Outlaws versus the Midnight Express. Another bonus match. Because Why? The, well, Why? the weird thing about this is, so they did a tag team battle royal that I alluded to earlier in order to determine who is the number one contender for the tag team belts. And the winner for that was Mankind and Kane. And so then they just, just completely dropped that whole angle in order to give these guys... This match for reasons. Cool.
1: It's bad. I mean, I just I just think it's bad. It just feels like, I guess from what I gather from the from like history and backstage reports and whatever, it's like NWA and all these guys were like Jim Cornette pet projects, and everyone knows they were bad and they weren't working, and it doesn't work here. And these two teams had no chemistry. I think it's the only pay per view clash we ever see between Billy and Bart Gunn. Yeah, um, are they actually brothers? I don't think so, and it also like I don't think was played up enough during this match. I because I didn't even think about that until you mentioned it. It's the only time they ever clashed on paper. That's what I mean. They didn't even like take a chance to exploit that. Like these, I think they when they were in the ring at the same time, um, so they did make mention of it. But that could have been a much bigger thing.
2: No, they definitely mentioned it in this in this match, and that and that was it. They were just like. Billy Gunn and Bart Gunn, brothers, matching against like meeting each other and I was like, oh.
0: They could have made okay. a bigger
1: moment. Yeah, yeah. Of the whole I thing.
0: agree. What was working in this match was China was back and this time she has a hat.
2: Oh. First of all, uh I thought China looked like Samuel L. Jackson doing a press junket. Love it. <laughs> yeah, the same,
0: like, tinted glasses it's, and everything. It
2: might be, like, early Avengers or Snakes on a Plane. It's, like, some maybe something from the MCU, but, like, early on, oh, like I'm Iron thinking, Man. I'm thinking even earlier than that, like, The Negotiator. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I think okay. it's a
1: like post-Pulp Fiction pre-Marvel. Was
2: it's- it when he was talking about how he would only do Star Wars if he could get a purple lightsaber? As long as it had badass motherfucker written on yeah, the handle, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, also, I'm I'm all every time I see the New Age Outlaws, I'm extremely glad that they don't get the D, the DX music. It's like a nice little yeah. palate cleanser. I'm glad they have their own fucking thing. They like they're they're associated with DX, but like they still get to do yep. the because the New Age yeah. Outlaws entrance is is extremely good.
1: Yeah, it's yeah. iconic. I mean, it's.
2: I was gonna say iconic, uh, but I wanted to leave that for you.
1: Iconic. Yes.
0: I have uh in my notes what was Road Dog doing with Billy's shorts?
1: I don't know, I didn't catch
2: that. No, no, no. Laundry.
0: <laughs> Billy
1: looking hot though in this one. Yeah, he did look good. He looked hot.
2: Uh also Billy Gunn looks like if Midnight Express had a baby together. <laughs>
3: I can see that. It's like Billy, it's like
2: Bart Gunn's looks with like um with Bob Holly's mullet. Uh, b- b- wait, bombastic bobs like blonde hair, yeah. I had to write it down. And I was like, "What what's that fucking guy's name who will not matter anymore?"
0: Oh, he will. He will matter.
1: He,
2: he will. will. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, no, he's great.
1: What's his name? Bob, Bob Holly. Bob, Bob Holly. He Bob was Holly. Spark Plug Bob Holly before this. Was a shitty giving before. He is an auto, he is a race car driver like um recreationally. So his thing he was the Spark Plug Bob Holly. Is he in Hall of Fame? I don't believe so yet. Cuz I think to be in Hall of Fame you'd be retired from active competition and he's not. Hmm. I, I don't honestly I don't I mean I didn't check that don't quote me out. Yeah,
0: that. no worries. Anyone else have anything to say about this? Not oh shit. man, this match sucked. Right. Also,
1: Bob. Holly, also, all oh, this little Bob Holly fact afterwards. Like Bob Holly is one of the people who is famously known for working incredibly stiff, very stiff. Yes, to working very stiff. Like people hate wrestling with Bob Holly because he will. He just beats the shit out of you. Like a tough guy.
2: See, I used to think that working stiff was like an asshole thing, but like, but also like a few people work stiff really well, and like, so doesn't Vader work stiff? Yeah,
1: but the, it, his working stiff looks good. Yeah. because you're. Hitting <laughs> <the table. laughs> like you're hitting them. Yeah. So it looks a lot better than it, when, like, like Rick, Flair, like Rick Flair. Rick nah, Flair is a big,
0: a, 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 like a, a notorious stiff worker so
1: because they hurt those chops. Are, there's there's no like, they're taking those. Oh chops. god,
2: yeah, a Samoa Joe chop. Oof.
1: You see how the Daniel Bryan's chest get all fucking. Does he? So there? he works. stiff. Oh yeah.
2: So wait. So like, is working stiff like an asshole move, or is it a is it like a good move? Like, so people hate working with them because they don't actually want to get hit, right? But do they appreciate it? Probably not, but also we do. So okay, so people, so people hate. They're like bad coworkers, but yeah. very good entertainers. Yes. Yeah. Okay.
1: Because at the end of the day, like you want to have the best match possible. So you want to have the match that the fans like the most and cheer the most and buy your most t-shirts and then you get better matches going forward. So they know that like working with those people is necessary evil. You know what I mean? Like It sucks because you're getting the shit kicked out of you and it hurts, but it also they know you're going to put on a better match and that's why you're allowed to kind of get by. It's like Fleetwood Mac. It hurts, but the
0: entertainment that you get out of it is great. Oh, f-
2: just sure, for just rumors, like but maybe like no <laughs> other album. Um, I will say, I think Eric hates all other Fleetwood Mac. No, it's like one or album. That's ah! good. Um... I actually really like Fleetwood Mac. I would I would venture to say that it sounds to me... It seems to me that Mankind or Mick Foley in general is like... Or Mick Foley and also um, Terry, Terry Funk. Funk are like... They really bridge the gap in terms of they're okay going... Like, working... Having somebody work stiff with them. But they they also don't need to work stiff with other people. Like, they, they seem... Because they seem to be like... Give me what you've got, sure. but also I've seen them when they have to give bumps to other people or when they have to, I guess, what do you say? What do Well, you they say? weren't
1: good. They're, I mean, they're, they're reckless with their own bodies, but yes. not with their partners. Yes, that's what I mean. I mean, the same way like, you'd see, I mean, like, but they're all doing it now. Because he might know, like, wrestling is a big business right now. And WWF is doing amazing and, like, it's doing much better because like, they're riding this wave of the Stone Cold. They're coming off of all this this big media attention, all this stuff, coming off of Tyson still. So the is doing really well, and I think that Everyone's pushing themselves. That's why Vince McMahon's taking unprecedented hair sh- tear shots. Uh, Ken Shamrock did that crazy sh- shot from The Rock. I mean, like, there's a lot of... Yeah. Everyone's kind of being like, all right, I guess fucking kill me if that's what it takes. And that's that's what we're... And, I mean, we're going to talk in a bit about oh. setting that standard. Oh, oh, of, like, oh. But
0: we got one thing we got
1: to do first. What you have to do to make an impact. But we'll we'll revisit shortly
0: because we've got the DX theme again, and I'm just picturing China running to the back in order to walk out again with Triple H this time for commentary. the
2: the fat the DX theme really threw me off because I was like, "This is the Rock versus Shamrock. Who is in DX here?" Yeah. And it was just like, "No, no, no! The King of the Ring is the the previous King of the Ring. It's like uh, Miss America. They are going to come out to or or uh, drag." Drag yeah. Race, where, like, the, the previous King of the Ring is going to come out to
0: our you know, reigning, weigh in. Our yeah.
1: reigning queen is going to come and, and pass on the, 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 the baton.
0: But this is the Rock and Shamrock, and holy shit, is this a good match.
1: I loved it. I thought it was a really uh, good match. It was match. really good. I don't know if it's, like, I mean,
0: I don't think... It's not a classic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it, it was solid. It's not, like, again, but the last three matches on this card are, very, like, necessitate... The last three matches on this card make this entire pay-per-view worthwhile.
2: I mean, I will say this pay-per-view did not have that much fat.
0: No. uh, It was under 245. Again, the the New Age Outlaws and Midnight Express is the only one where I'm just like, fuck this shit.
1: Yeah. I mean, I didn't like the Jeff Jarrett earlier. No. I mean, the two earlier King of the Ring matches. But,
0: uh, again, they serve the storyline of getting you to the finals.
1: Sure. I think this was – there was one – I mean – Words don't do justice, great match. And then there was uh, a couple of good, of like, not, I'm, not, I'm not mad I spent my time watching this matches. And then mm-hmm. there was the one dog shit match that I was mad that I spent time watching.
2: Mm-hmm. That was the, the new Age Yeah, um, But
1: this, this I liked, um, my, but it was much better on mute. Triple H's commentary <laughs> was insufferable and bad and not good at all.
0: Um, what about China though? At the Spanish announce table,
1: China. Yeah, I love that. China I know, speaking. The, China speaks like a bunch of languages. Like was in the Peace Corps. Like
3: was like was like she a, was in the Peace Corps.
1: She wasn't a Rhodes Scholar, but she was some other kind of scholar thing. Oh, not like Fulbright. No, 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 nothing that it wasn't that prestigious, but it was like she, she was, was a McMahon scholar.
0: She's cultured. Like, she read enough books that she got a free pizza from Pizza Hut. <laughs> <laughs>
1: but she's she's been around the world and she's i mean like that's the thing she's such an interesting she figure. was a pepperoni
2: scholar
3: <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, yeah triple h um a lot of buy thing i'm um, a lot of buy things except for that and then realized what he said afterwards and then had to backtrack
2: yeah, uh, whatever. It was bad. He just...
1: It was the worst parts of DX, like, on uh-huh. display. It was, like, it was so sophomoric, and so, like... And oh, I think being sophomoric, but... I but... mean, I did, like,
0: apart from calling the rock fuzzy top, which, I mean, can, I, can you think of a more cutting insult than that? I did like the water spit, and I did like the building tension between the two of them. Yeah. Because, again, these are two of the biggest stars in wrestling history. I had a kid in my class today who tried to argue that Triple H is the best wrestler of all time. Absolutely not. not even
1: cl- I mean, is he one of the greats? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. But, but no. I wouldn't even put him in the top five. First of all, he can't Maybe even not. edit. He
2: doesn't even know how to edit a match. <laughs> like, every match I've ever, everything I've ever seen Triple H done, do has gone a little longer than oh, he Oh, yeah. To
1: but not, none of actually, I feel like none of us here were watching peak Triple H when Triple no. H was running the fucking like yeah. when he when it was like Randy Orton like all of the Ruthless Aggression era I feel like all of us were checked yeah, out the I, yeah the evolution stuff is, is this after anything. Attitude this is after, this is after, yeah, after, yeah. Attitude. after yeah. attitude this okay. is all stuff that none of us saw that where Triple H was like the biggest star <laughs> but if we keep this thing going we might hey we'll get there eventually ooh Ruthless
2: Aggression eight years later <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, the, Ruthless Aggression is, is that when we go to the PG era it's gonna be able to call it Heck in a cell phone oh. <laughs> <laughs>
2: absolutely down for that um okay wait so did i oh i i honestly thought that uh rock was gonna win this i i i was going into this going rock probably wins this but it looks like it could be a toss-up because as we've been following the rock and the sham and the rock um i feel like they've both had this trajectory that's going really really high and you know because of all the attention Rock's getting, I thought that Rock was going to get the rub. But, like, I wasn't—I wasn't, I, I wasn't surprised—I I was surprised, but I wasn't like, this is bullshit that that Sham got the rub because, like— Well, because Shamrock is so over. Like, yeah. I, like I think you said it last time, Shamrock is probably,
0: after Austin, after Sable— the Most over person in the company right now, no DX, DX, yeah, in the
1: way, and maybe
0: on for The Rock, D, even. No, like, I don't, I do not think that The Rock is more over than Shamrock. I do not think that Shamrock, yeah, I think Shamrock I, is more that. over I'm, than I'm, the I'm rock. not gonna fight. And you we're, on that. when we're talking about DX, you're talking about a unit, yeah, there where the, we're talking about an individual, but Shamrock,
1: I don't think Shamrock is more over than McFoley. I don't think Shamrock is more no, over than,
0: oh, I, I 100% disagree with that. Whoa, I 100% disagree. Well, this I guess, is this is the night where fans realize what they have with Mick you're Foley. You're right, you're right, you're right. Mick, well, Foley should, sure. Mick Foley should be more over than Shamrock right, at this right, point, right. but this is the night where we know it what is. a treasure that we have with him. This is true. Sure. And I just, I respect the shit out of this match because as I'm going into it, even like not remembering the, the particulars of it, I was positive that we were going to get a nation of domination run in at some point but this was just a good match between two guys told a great story and the right person went over
1: and they have a lot of history and this is one of the very few in the history of king of the ring babyface wins it's the first one since bret hart won i believe in 1992 Um, but king of the ring typically is used to give a heel a bit of a rub, as it should. Yeah, but the, it's it's better suited for that gimmick.
2: I didn't realize that. That's interesting. So he's
1: one of the few baby faces to win a King of the Rain tournament.
2: Does does he get? Don't answer this, but does he actually get a run as like the as the champ?
1: I'm not going to answer that. We'll have to watch and find out together. Fuck.
0: All right, I'm done with this. Yeah, that's all I have to say. So, one other thing I'll say, Eric. I did notice that uh, Shamrock took a DDT and he flipped over.
2: Thank you. I feel very uh, heartened by that. Do we get to talk about it now?
1: I don't even know where to start. There's so much. Can we
2: start with a little bit of, again, another flashback from Eric's perspective? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I don't remember. Aaron will help me with this, but I don't remember when this happened. But there was a time when Aaron and I were living together. Mm -hmm. It was probably after a night out drinking or whatever Where Aaron was like You have to see this Yeah And I didn't realize That what he showed me That night Was this match Yeah So I saw this match And you were kind of bored Oh yeah I was falling asleep (laughs) I was falling asleep But like It was also late Yeah And I was like Okay And
0: and the the thing about this match is now knowing the build to this match and knowing the rivalries that build. First, okay, let's okay. just say the match is Undertaker versus Mankind in Hell in a Cell. So yes. let's
1: let's go back even before the build. So the sort of thing going into this pay per view, originally it was slated to be Mick Foley and Austin in the cell. That was going to be the plan. Oh really? They looked at the, they looked at it though. They're like, this will be the third pay per view that we're going to do Mick Foley Austin. It's not really getting over, McMahon's getting over super much, like oh, getting over tons with Austin, but Mick isn't really getting over as much as a heel. I just, they just didn't think, they didn't have faith that I didn't have juice for a third outing in the cell. So that's when the decision behind the scenes got made to make it Undertaker and Mick and Austin and Kane instead, to do something different. Um, so Mick Foley's going into this match from the mindset of, I got to do something because I, I what I'm doing isn't working. I'm doing a Hell in Cell match. that's only done Wait, once.
2: what was he doing that wasn't working?
1: Just his corporate dude love yeah, corporate, corporate kind of. Love. It and wasn't
2: working with people. Well,
1: and and just and, and he wasn't getting the heat. McMahon was getting the heat. Yeah, got it. So like, it just wasn't. They didn't want to put that a third of the same thing. People and, and, weren't clamoring to see them fight again. And
0: it's insane from everything that we've seen so far, but it's
1: just that that
0: Pete, the audience hadn't really latched on to anything that Mick Foley has done to
1: the level that they should have. It was just a booking. De- so they made this booking decision. So Mick Foley's going into this. There's only been one other Hell in a Cell before which is the Shawn Michaels one that was famous before. With the he, red cell. With the big spot was the halfway up the cell off the crossbeam onto the table. That was the big spot. It was a great spot. The whole match, we talked about it. You yeah. go back and listen. Yeah. It's a great It's a great match in its own right. And Mick is going in struggling to know how he's going to top that match. And his mentality the whole time is how do I top That Hell in a Cell match. So he sits down with Terry Funk and they start to strategize and they come up with ideas and we'll talk more about the specific ideas. But that's sort of like the behind the scenes leading up. And now, Aaron, you want to talk about the the storyline public facing build up? Well, yeah, because as, as you said, like the story so
0: far has been really Mick Foley and Austin at this point. But everything is kind of like going in and out of each other. Undertaker is pissed at Vince because he wants to get his shot. And so he and Kane have a match on Raw in order to determine the number one contender that Kane winds up winning after some interference from Mankind. So in order to build the heat for this here. Okay. There's not too much that needs to be going into like the, the particulars of it. Um, it's, it's a good build,
1: but the, the match here... Blows everything else out of the way, and they have a history going in anyway. That we, like, you know, mankind yeah. and Tiger have this history. They that started a year ago at last year's King of the Ring. I feel like, or two years ago at King of the Ring.
2: Um, Boiler room,
1: no. Well, that was Boiler Summer room. Or two Slam. Slam. years, it was two years. King of the Ring '96. The first episode we ever did yeah. had a Mankind and Tiger match on it. I'm...
2: Yeah, yeah. Was that the coffin match? I think it was just a no. Rigo that
0: was match? it. Wasn't wasn't it um, Undertaker Goldust in that one there? And then the Mankind, mankind showed, showed up. In... Yeah, yeah. Was it in the, the, the
2: mole? Yeah, yeah. Maybe that was later. It Maybe. was, well, it was they, like a, an episode later. This is a yeah.
1: year-spanning feud, so it doesn't, putting them together, we don't have to do too much. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. So they come up with the idea. Terry Funk was the one who was like, start out on top of the cell. Fucking amazing. Great idea.
2: That's a great idea.
1: So they going into this match now, Mankind's coming in, Undertaker's him and Undertaker's at the bone spurs, climbing up the side of that fucking cell at 300 pounds with his bone chips in his <sighs> foot or whatever. It gotta be terrible. They get up there, and the first big spot... It happens. I can't. I, I. was actually surprised, and my mem- like, had like the false memory that yeah. it happened so quickly. That I thought, like in my mind, that was a spot later in the match. So the fact that, like, well, I'm like, whoa, we're so, we start on top of the cell. The fightings happening on top of the cell. Undertaker throws McFoley off of the very top of the cell. Yes. through the Spanish announce table. Yes,
2: it was like it was uh, at least a couple feet higher than when Shawn Michaels stuck the ball, At least.
1: Because Shawn Michaels was halfway up the cell. He was on the crossbar.
2: And he was like hanging and he kind of it like... It was already controlled. And it was a controlled fall, which this was obviously this was also. controlled. But and like, the way it looked was... Amazing. That table
1: did not seem like it, ha- and it, it, the table was gimmicked. Like for sure, the table was yeah, rigged yeah. to to you know break the fall, but the it didn't club, have yeah. the crash pad in it that it does now. And everything like it still looked like that hurt like a fucking motherfucker.
2: I don't know how much stuff they cleared off of it either. Well,
1: he's so I, it was interesting because Mick Foley wrote in his book about he was worried about hitting the monitors. Yeah, and um, but Bruce Pritchard on his podcast said that actually the way the table is set up, he said if the top had been pulled off, that'd be more concerned. But the t- the, the way the monitors were situated on the Spanish announce table, they there was no center monitor. It was just the ends and they were set up so when the table collapses, they would be they would they were set up to fly away, basically. I like
2: do you think when the Spanish announcers come to the come to the event, they're just like, oh good. And then they look at the table like, wait a minute, why <laughs> why is this different from your table? Why is there a bullseye on my chair?
1: It's so weird. So that's the first big spot of the match. And I think that's the one that people typically um, that's the one that gets replayed. I think the most. I think uh,
2: that one gets yeah, more so they, than the other one. Oh my god, they re, they pre, I mean they even in this match they replayed it like ten times. It's
1: an it's an incredible spot. It like, deserves it It's never been done like on, like that. I mean, it was wild.
2: And Jr's commentary
0: through it is beautiful.
1: Selling like a goddamn champ. I yeah. mean, like yeah, yeah he's broken his Yeah, and like that was not that was not rehearsed. That was not a written line. Like mm-hmm. that was li- those were. St- his reactions were sincere the whole time. Like they truly were worried about him. I mean, it was this like that they've never seen, and it was so dangerous. And um, then Terry Funk even coming in to check on him. I,
0: like just does because, the stretcher job because if anybody is going to know whether Mick Foley can keep going or not, it's going to be Terry Funk.
1: God. Does the whole stretcher job. Damn it! Comes back. He comes back. <laughs> And they both start climbing the cell again. Okay,
2: were they? So were they planning on stopping the match?
1: That all of this so far is rehearsed. All of this is so a mis- they knew the that was, They the weren't sure game.
2: if he was going to be okay. They wanted to make sure he was okay.
1: They they they, they thought he was going to be okay. There was there was they did not think that spot was dangerous. Like it was. I mean, it was dangerous, but like. They knew he was fine. hit the bump or Everything everything worked as it was designed on that spot. Okay. So any rigmarole in terms of people running out, in terms of the stretcher, that's all drama. That's all. So effort.
2: then, why was Terry Terry Funk was there to sell it, or Terry Funk was there? I don't think check. Terry Funk comes
1: to the second spot. He comes. He
2: no, come he's the first he spot. For the first he's out spot. there then r- he's just, right away. He's
1: just out there just to check. Yeah, the stretcher job is 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 part of it. That's like okay. a plan. The stretcher spot is a planned spot. Okay. Then they go back up the cage.
0: One question,
2: real quick. Yes. Is
0: there a reason why he didn't put the mask back on,
1: or I don't know. That, yeah. I don't
2: know. By the way, while we're on that, um, new ring gear for mankind, and like yeah. this is the ring gear that I remember from like when I, you know, as I was kind of uh, colliding with mankind image- imagery. When I wasn't watching wrestling, sure. I was like, "Oh, it's Mankind with the with the the ripped shirt and the tie." So was that supposed to be corporate Mankind? Yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah. So Dude Love had been doing the whole corporate image kind of thing. So this is kind of a melding between the two things. This looks so good. It looks it's so good. such a
2: good. It, this is the this is the ring gear that I love of Mankind because yeah. like I got you know like I got kind of tired of the 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 weird sackcloth.
1: It would look very out of place as things get more modern. Yeah. It would start to look very dumb, I think, costumey.
2: Wait, like, the old one? The old one, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this was this like a, is great. Yeah. And also, like, wear a tie. You look smart. Yeah, right? You know, like, it's nice.
1: Just for the job you want. Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
2: now you can go to that steakhouse that you want.
1: So they go up again, though, to the cage. And that's when things get fucking wild, all right? So they're up there. There's a chair. Man- uh, Mankind had thrown a chair up there over the beginning of the match. So there's a chair up there already. They are up there. Undertaker goes to choke slam. Mankind now Mankind when he when he did the first bump he separated his shoulder on the first bump when he hit the table he actually did he actually separated his shoulder that is for real god that's so
0: it's so amazing like thinking about him on the stretcher and the smile that he gives while he has a a separated
1: shoulder okay how about a 300 pound man climbing the cell with a separated shoulder (laughs) after that (laughs) nuts yes nuts yeah but he won again McFoley's mindset is I have to top that match I have to do this So they are up there, and this is when things start to get really interesting. The plan was, originally how this spot is supposed to go. Undertaker was supposed to give mankind three choke slams at the top of the cell. And the cell was rigged, so it wasn't supposed to break. It was supposed to gradually sag. So when he takes the final bump... He's not taking it from the top of the cell He's mostly kind of like Almost like rolling off Something Mm -hmm. that's kind of like Half open, half closed Mm -hmm. So you get the build of the drama But it's a controlled release He's not going from the top Straight to the bottom And apparently at this time The WWE rings were known For being particularly unforgiving Like less give than other wrestling rings Less padding They They were like concrete rings Not literally concrete But they were like Referred to them as like It felt like falling on concrete So They go to do the spot and the 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 way the cell was rigged fucks up. This is a mistake. This is this is not supposed to happen. Oh my so god! So mankind goes up for the and goes down, goes straight through the ceiling all the way to the bottom. The chair that that was up there also comes through, falls on the way down, hits him in the face. After that, knocking <sighs> his teeth through his lips, and that is why his teeth end up in his nose. His teeth were in his nose. That was yeah. His, yeah. that was his that tooth was in his nose. Oh yeah. my god! Oh my god! <laughs> he is unconscious. I mean briefly and completely
0: unconscious. And the only thing that stopped the undertaker from going down with him is he was originally on at the um on the same part as him, but as he was going for the choke slam, he steps back onto the crossbar to give himself a little bit more leverage for the choke slam. Also, Otherwise, babe, that might have been a whole lot worse for a whole lot of people. And
1: also mankind didn't um, if you see him take the choke slam? He takes it kind of really shitty. He doesn't like we saw Pat Patterson take a great like a fucking yeah. masterpiece choke slam last pay per view. Mick Foley takes kind of a sh- eats kind of a shitty choke slam, and it's because of that separated shoulder he can't get the lift to really like sell the choke slam. And he said in his book, he's like, "Thank God I actually didn't because I wasn't expecting to go." The fall being as far, and I probably would have over rotated and landed on my head. Like, oh just, like, and I, and I, like god! Neck, like, because I was not like I would have over rotated, thinking that the ground would have caught my fall before oh, I rotated god. too much. So the whole thing is fucking nuts. So now everybody runs in. Terry, Terry Funk rolls No one knows what to do. Undertaker, you see him very gingerly. Was his down. wait?
2: His tooth went through his lip. Mm-hmm. So was his like? Was his lip like Ble- perforated?
1: I, yeah, and that's why his lip is bleeding. So I think actually it's a whole chunk. I feel like it's gross i mean it's bad. <sighs> it's bad but it's great it's i mean it's it's amazing so undertaker comes down from the cell you see him very gingerly come down from the cell and when he lands he kind of stumbles because he his foot hurts mm-hmm. um and undertaker tells the story where he was like jack let's take it home like let's that let, you know all right let's fucking tie this up and he was like no i can do it. i'm good i'm good i'm good let's, <laughs> go. let's go i'm good and Terry, everyone's checking on He's like, "I'm good, I'm good. We can go. I'm nothing. It's nothing. It's fine. It looks bad. I'm fine." He is like not there at all, but they're fucking doing it. Oh, um, and they, God. and then like just when you think you're like, okay, well, then the rest of the rest of the match will be easy.
3: The Here thumb come tacks. the thumbtacks. Thumbtacks. The
1: first appearance of thumbtacks on WWF was this they did get it cleared ahead of time the thumbtacks were all sterilized uh, apparently like, prop guys had to like get them and sterilize them and all Eat, stuff. could
2: you imagine Mean the guy who has to sterilize like a thousand thumbtacks I think thumb they tacks. Do it in bulk right did they just big, like, like just shake thing. it out put uh, it in a, in a spaghetti straighter yeah and then <laughs> just put it back that's, in
1: it might have made total sense
2: they didn't sterilize the, the uh, pillow case that it was in though so
0: they all got <laughs> fun yeah, that's
1: true who knows what's going to turn out but the thumbtacks came out and that was actually
0: a reused garbage bag
1: and, Man, that shit is hard upcycled. To watch. I, I, and even watching Moxley this last week at AW Full Gear, the Moxley match.
3: I mean, which but was, I mean
0: that that's a, a direct descendant of oh, this match. Yeah, right we here. have that
1: because of this. Um, but the, one of my favorite like anecdotes about this story is after the match, Mick Foley went back to behind the scenes and he went to Bruce Pritchard and he's like, "I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry, I forgot to do the thumbtack spot. I'm so sorry, I forgot the thumbtack <sighs> spot." And he's covered in thumbtacks, and Bruce is like, "You." did not forget the thumbtack spot. Uh, <laughs> oh and also, God. I think throughout, I think it's Undertaker that said throughout that he kept checking in and be like, did we do the ambulance spot yet? Did we do the stretcher spot yet? Did, did we do it yet? And he's like, we did it, we did it. Like, we did the spot. Like, he was fucking gone. Was he, he was... concussed or was he just, a, like, he I don't know up being an an the insane full diagnosis is. I honestly don't know if the full diagnosis is, but there's no way he couldn't have been concussed. I don't even know if they were even checking, you know what I mean, with the thoroughness they would have now. But holy shit, man. And he holy that... shit,
0: a star is born. And there's
1: a great, actually one more thing, there's a, the, 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 the Beyond the Mat documentary. Mm-hmm. Part of that is after this match, Mick Foley called, because the guy had already been following Mick Foley, he called him and left this like insane, like rambling, incoherent message on his answering machine. And the guy was like, holy shit, what the fuck? We have happened? to watch that. We have to and watch that just, together. I watched that whole segment. I watched all yeah. the Mick Foley bits of that, of that, of that bit of it. Because um, they also go after the, the coming 99 Royal Rumble, which we'll have a lot of time talking about. But yeah, it was really McFoley is a fucking legend. Well,
2: the the whole crowd was chanting Foley, Foley. Like they people were chanting Taker, but like anybody who comes like watches that match and so and like is going Taker, Taker at the end. Like they didn't like they didn't get it. They didn't get it because like that match was a Foley match, and like the people who were like just like shouting for Foley and like he got a, a, a like. Everybody seemed like they gave a full ovation at at that point. And, like, even JR was calling out. It was kind of like uh, when when, um, long ago, when HBK had that amazing match and, like, you know, McMahon was like, my boy, like, great job or whatever. Mm -hmm. This was like... This was Mick Foley's coming out. Oh right? yeah, no, I'm yeah. sure everyone backstage couldn't wait to tell him what
0: it he gave him motivation
1: did. when he got in the back. I mean, like every this was everyone knew this was a that they just witnessed something.
2: Undertaker was wrapping his <laughs> so, hands because just in case we <laughs> don't know. Them.
1: Um, I can tell the Pat Patterson story now.
2: Wait, I, uh, I will say before we go into the Pat Patterson just quickly. Um, I did note that as soon as I saw him climb to the top, I was like. This feels like I'm getting dessert first. Mm-hmm. For yeah, the meal. It was like because I, 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 I was waiting. You know, like I spent the last, um, last hell in a cell being like, man, I just want them to get to the top of the fucking cell. And man, they really, they really went right into
1: it. No, go ahead. So, Pat Patterson was the booker for this match, the agent for this match. So he's the one who plans with the guys what the spots are. He knows how it's supposed to go, um, but it's. Bruce Pritchard I think who at this time is like actually in gorilla position like directing the show. Um, so when Mick I believe it's when he goes down after the second spot when he falls Bruce Pritchard's like holy shit because they think they have to start doing some stuff on the fly. So yeah. actually the Terry Funk chokeslam them, he them out of his shoes was not a planned spot. Okay. Um, they were like trying to figure It was it... great though. It was great. It was, great. Like, was, it was great. like what the fuck thank are you, God you God doing? We gotta make some time. Coaching? Yeah. But yeah. Just it, Thank God it was there to kill some time but that wasn't a planned spot. Anyway. Um, at least I think that wasn't a planned spot. But um, Pritchard was like kind of panicking, like, What the fuck? Holy shit, like, what, what's what's like, I don't know what's supposed to happen in this match. Where's Pat? Like, I don't know what's supposed to come next, so I can't like call an audible, like, on like right now and be like, Never mind, go for the suplex or whatever, skip the spot. He's like, I don't know what the plan is. So he's freaking out backstage, like, Where is Pat? Where the fuck is Pat? Where is Pat? Where is Pat? Screaming. Um, Gerald Briscoe comes over to him and he's like, What do you need? And he's like, I fucking need Pat. Where is he? And Briscoe's like, He's not here. And he's like, What do you mean he's not here? And he's like, What do you need? And he's like, Where's Pat Pat played this match? What is it? And Briscoe tells him he's like it's Louie who is Pat Patterson's partner for thirty five years and they're like, what happened? what happened with Louie he's like he's he's dead and in that moment, I'm getting like emotional it's like very crazy yeah. uh, in that moment, like Bruce Pritchard and Gerald Briscoe have been friends with Patterson forever they knew him they knew Louis like and they just like it changed the core. like immediately Bruce Pritchard was like, all right, we're gonna get through like this isn't important like that's what's important and like I can't. I mean, here I am screaming at a wrestling match, but you know, what he's going through is so much more important. And so we're just gonna him and Briscoe, like, just like work the rest of the match out, like worked it through.
2: You know, usually when it comes to like work things, I, you know, especially when like my wife is like you know, checking her like phone on the weekends or whatever, or like I or other people that I'm that I know who work very hard who are like can't like stop looking at their emails. I'm always like, no one's dying. All right. Like you're doing fine. But like, this might be one of those occasions where I'm like, Mick Foley just went through a roof. Like he might be dying. Like, I think it's funny. That's just like, guys, we're just doing wrestling. Mick Mick Foley has like thumbtacks in him, And he's like, guys, this is not nowhere near as important as, as like this, this poor man who's lost like his partner, his like partner. But life I think partner.
1: they just that they weren't taking they always take seriously like, what's what happening mean. in the rain. But I think that they just like him pat like him being like mad, his emotional response yeah. to the situation. How did yeah. his partner geez. die? I don't know. I that don't know. sucks. I looked that up, but I almost like felt too sad. No,
2: nope. <laughs> so yeah, that I was sucks. Like,
1: okay, that's sad. Um, but yeah, but like, what a and apparently, um, so Pat like left. Like, he was er- there earlier, obviously in the stable spot. So he had, like he like left quickly during the pay-per-view and apparently with him Linda McMahon was with him and The Rock was with him The Rock and Pat Patterson were very close Hmm. Um, so The Rock was there with him at the hospital which I thought was also like a nice yeah little anecdote but also like yeah especially the time we talk about how homophobic and (laughs) shitty the Attitude Era can be like behind the scenes even then even in fucking 1998 uh, fucking Gerald Briscoe who's like could not be more of like a rough and tumble fucking son of a bitch Florida (laughs) Yeah, selling fucking junk cars or whatever the shit he does. (laughs) Like, he's sitting there with Bruce Pitcher, you know, being sad about Pat Patterson's partner. That's like a very – it's just like a, you know, don't judge a book by its cover kind of thing. I mean, I I think
2: this throughout all the ages, it comes down to um, you can have people who are not very, like – progressive in a in, in a public facing outward sense where you know like there's a cognitive dissonance where it's like the the person I know oh, right who is whoever they are is the person I love and I love the thing and I love you know I love him and I'm and I've uh I have emotions and feelings for that person and for the and for like the people who are close to him and all of that stuff and you don't think of it as like I mean look I'm not I'm not gonna put words in Gerald Briscoe's mouth but my point being that like it's easy there's a, i'm sure there's yeah. a lot of people out there there's who are no, kind of like, like very like you know have very uh you know uh, con- conservative views but then they're like oh no but but like my gay cousin who i right. like is my is my best friend yeah. is an amazing person doesn't make them reconsider their views on all of well, the gay it people. It does a lot of
1: well, a lot of times it does though. And they're saying like that is like one of the biggest things is like if you know someone, you're yeah. more likely to be whatever. And that's true even for fictional characters. If you know that's why they said the Will of Grace effect and whatever, like just even like if you don't personally know someone knowing a character, even has that same effect on biases. Yeah. Um, which then though makes me a little mad at WWE where it's like, okay, so you guys did kind of know better and you could've like and yet why wasn't Pat like more out? Like why was it? And you can't put it, you know,
2: you know, Pat could have, uh, padded Vince's ass. Exactly. And then so. that could have been a whole, you know, HR thing.
1: But it's just like another interesting thing. That's like this people that shit on wrestling, which is very passe and a waste of time to do it because it's fake or whatever. It's like, there's so much, uh, artistry and history and like, culture that goes into it yeah sure like it almost has sort of like um when i think of like kabuki or whatever like other like practices that are not just an art form but there's also like a culture around it like in wrestling is like this weird carny family yeah,
0: and, shit. and and people in it yeah and, and people who share a bond that
1: we'll never totally understand i think it's a unique thing that folks overlook when they're like oh, the dumb shit that the, well, they're faking it or whatever and you're yeah. like i mean look there's
2: a lot of that stuff look there are people who you know sneer at close-up magic and who could possibly do that (laughs) i have uh but like also i found it charming yeah but also i've also like found it kind of good like i was at a birthday party where they did close they had a really good close-up magician and i was like i was like i'm going i made a conscious decision i was like i'm going to be an amazing like audience member i was like how did you like how I didn't want to be the guy who's like you palmed it. Like even though, <laughs> even though first of all, like maybe he might have palmed it, but I didn't catch any of that shit. Like I, I could have like deduced some of it, but I didn't want to. And it's like I was happy. I could have figured out all of those. <laughs> no, sh-
1: no, I don't about that too. I Eric Silver, of course, could have figured out how all what of the I'm magic saying is, made. is.
2: There were a few things where I was like, I was like starting to work on on the on the mechanics of it, and I could see the way his hand looks, and you can see when a person is palming. Automagius, everybody, or whatever.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: that makes me the villain. I don't like it. Uh, you can just see sometimes you can see when a person is palming the way they hold their hand. But yeah. my point is, uh, <laughs> there are. My people... My point is, I am a very smart man.
1: But there yeah. are people that are bad performers. Though, but I don't think people hate magic. No, there are people who hate magic that hate wrestling the same way. No, I'm, I think no. I mean, obviously there are that not. Hate because... Some magicians or hate you know going to magic shows. No, oh, there but... are
2: people who. I'm, okay it's a microcosm it's sure. not a direct analogy because nothing close-up magic is nowhere near as big as wrestling sure but I will say you there can, are the, there it. are people who don't it's, who are just like they they want to debunk it and just like shit on it rather than uh you know whereas then you get like Ricky J who you know the Ricky J you know who Ricky Jay is
1: turns out Eric is a huge close-up magic <laughs> fan and if you start our patreon we will do our close-up we wear a headband a lot.
2: No, Ricky Jay was like uh he was in uh, Deadwood, he he's an actor he's been in like he he's uh, I think he might have been in Boogie Nights. He's got like this like really like he's a he's a, a portly man with a beard and he's got this these like like baggy eyes. Oh yeah yeah okay.
3: So, oh yeah
2: yeah so he's like he's kind of a character actor, but he's also known as like one of the greatest magicians who've, who's ever lived. He died recently um but like he was really like he had an amazing um magic collection and he was like he was big into like collecting books about con artistry and magic and all all the things that involve like you know they all overlap right like like picking pockets and doing all this stuff and, and mentalism and all that stuff and he was like he had an amazing library he was he like he knew all the old tricks that they performed so like kind of what you're talking about like the art like it's like as opposed to saying like oh whatever it's this thing or you know these guys are there's not real magic in the world like there's people like him who are just like there is an artistry and a or history like, or
1: like drag it's illusion yeah um uh, i think what makes wrestling special is like I can't think of another, and maybe you guys might jump down my throat, and I am totally missing something very obvious, but, like, where folks are, like, dependent on each other's bodies in the way they are in this. Circus. It's, circus, yeah, is the guess, only thing I can think of.
0: Circus. Probably circus. But, yeah. Yeah, I mean, this mean, like, is, is Cirque du kind of Soleil, they fucking,
2: what's that?
1: And this is kind of a microcosm of circus. Yeah. Yeah. It's just a very generous art form, I think, with the way that selling works, Mm -hmm. and it just, you know, it needs deserves more respect. And then there's matches like this and moments like this, that's a confluence of so much um, hard work and determination and spirit and drive and reverence for the art form and reverence for the culture, but also like happenstance and circumstance and magic. Um, And this is, I think, one of if not the greatest example of all that. And we'll talk about one more
0: moment in just a second. But first, I want to talk about the other things that we missed in the Raws leading up. Val Venus is starting to get some steam. He gets uh, a win. Getting me steamy. <laughs> he gets a win over Chains, which is Chains' last appearance Thank on there. R.I.P. Chains. Uh, That's and... a wrap on Chains. That's a r- we get an Edge package, which starts with the You Think You Know Me, which was part of like a longer narration that would stay with him for his entire way. We get Edge's first match, where he does a somersault senton onto Jose Estrada and knocks him out in his first match. Love it. Uh, we also get a musical tribute to Sable, which I don't think we've got time to talk about this here, but we'll definitely be making a link to that on our episode notes. And then we go to the main event of this one, Kane versus Stone Cold in a first blood match. And they book this as a deeper, darker, more confusing plot. And oh boy, was it? Deeper,
2: darker, more confusing was a Savage Garden album. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, so yeah, so uh, McMahon is kind of shifting alliances at this point. He sees Kane as his next chance to dethrone Austin. Um, Kane, meanwhile, decides, you, you know, the, the, um, nobody colon meme where it's like, empty. Oh yeah. So it would be nobody colon Kane colon. If I don't win, I'm gonna set myself on fire.
2: <laughs> right. Like it's an unforced error. As yeah. we would say, yeah, like 100%. no, no, one, no one's asking you to ignite yourself as a result of any match. Like, I wish that Midnight Express got got, <laughs> got pulled into that gimmick.
1: Yeah, South immolation seems like a very weird stipulation.
2: Do you think that 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 uh Tibetan monk that's just like they just lost their match. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like sorry, I mean you're going to go in Tiananmen Square? Was that in Tiananmen Square? No, that was in Vietnam. Oh, it was in Vietnam. Yeah, yeah it's true. Was and it, the cover it, of the Rage Against the even Was that even a Tibetan monk? Was it just a Vietnamese monk?
0: I think
3: so.
2: Fuck. <laughs> Fuck that one up. <laughs> Don't
0: worry. You'll just cut it all out.
2: No, it's staying now.
0: Uh, and then we've got a referee here whose only purpose is to just go up to people and go like, uh, you bleeding yet? You bleeding yet?
2: <sighs> well, okay. So first of all, uh, as we noted, Kane does talk. Yes. Uh, there was a, there was a carry type promo where, oh yeah,
0: yeah, I, he, Austin went full carry. Yeah. Or the, I guess package in the, in the go home.
2: Uh, and then I wanted to ask, is this the first, first blood match? Hmm.
1: I think so. I'm pretty I'm sure, sure the first it is. First, that. first blood.
2: <laughs> it's like Rambo first, first blood. It's a prequel. Uh, Oh, and then there was they brought the cell back and they're like, "You know what? We haven't had enough cell. Let's bring more
0: cell it in." It was
1: so weird and not really explained.
2: Yeah, I mean, I think we could have
0: used a shot of Vince like monkeying yeah. around with with a lever. <laughs> At some yeah, point, this is like
1: Road Dog, like lowered China shark cage. Not too long ago, uh-huh. like yeah. I'm sure these are just out in the crowd for any schmo to walk up to and play with.
2: It did. It felt a little weird that they were just like that. We were like, okay, well, what is the cage? Does yeah. is the is the cage the real character? Do we
1: get an answer? Is the fifth lady like Sex in the City?
2: Um, I also thought like. Initially initially I was like oh the terms of this match mean no crimson mask. Boy was I wrong because it turns out it doesn't really matter like there's going to be a lot of blood in a first blood match because they don't call the match when first blood is drawn. Well
0: I thought it was very very smart when they said the ref came out and said bloody nose skin elbow nah I'm not going to do it it needs to be we need to see blood. And I believe that You need was to not blade on
1: purpose either. I think that also was like a happy accident that he happened to just like say a bunch of sh- that shit in a promo mm-hmm. and because Austin does get cut yeah, on his back. Yeah, it's on his, his back. back. He's got... But, which you would think is what? <laughs> it's the blood that comes first. Yes. It is the first time there was blood so you think he would lose but because he said that they were able to be like, oh, but we don't mean that cut. Uh... And it, it was established,
0: and it does need to be said that elbow that um it does need to be said that Austin is wearing a comically oversized elbow pad to hide the staff infection. It looks like Jim Cornette's suit that he came out with Yay. that one time has been wrapped
1: completely
2: ha. around Austin's
0: arm. It
1: looks like he took it off of Ahmed Johnson's thigh.
2: <laughs> I feel like this is Austin right now. Looks like uh if one of the characters from uh Requiem for a Dream just stopped using heroin and let the hospital <laughs> heal him like he he doesn't get to he doesn't lose his arm I thought uh, cage cage weirdness caginess aside uh, I thought the lifting of the cage when Kane was st- stuck in the doorway was kind of dope mm-hmm. especially as the as like the bumps started like revolving around it was kind of like a Kane a cane piñata a pin cain <laughs> yata Oh wait but it
0: it couldn't have even been Vince that was doing it because it kept having those shots to Vince <laughs> yeah. watching from the skybox which he cannot see shit that's going like he's oh ooh ah look what's going oh, on here. Oh, suddenly the skybox is
2: not such a good view anymore. But he's that's got, what I said But
0: not even but but not even that for this particular match, he's looking through the cell. Yes. Which is why maybe they should have a giant screen that we know you have access to to help the people from above see a little bit better.
2: I also was wondering, like what do you think was going on in that luxury box? Because it's like, Kane, it, it, it's McMahon and Sable. And Sable's probably just like, this is a seat. <laughs> I'm saying, it's dark out here. But there's lights down there. And Vince is like, ha-ha! <laughs> like, what? Talk, talk about I do like a, a wall I do not want to be a fly on.
1: Yeah. I don't want to be anywhere near Vince McMahon, period. There's not a single wall that he, in a room that he's in that I would like to be a fly on uh i thought this match was i don't have a lot to say about it well was was a lot of gimmicky
0: shit but i do need to say mankind fucking comes back for this match dude should
1: be in all the hospitals that is the most insane to see him come back out and be like i can do the spot it's a simple spot i'm gonna do it he's (laughs) telling the back he's like i can do it i can do the spot i'm fine i'm fine i'm fine do
2: you think he was like oh shit i forgot to end the match with with undertaker hold on (laughs) let me go back (laughs) out um, there was also a fan bump that I was like, "Oh, that that like looked like it fell hard. Like somebody got hit with like a one of those little desk fans, like something I would have oh, in my, oh, in my I cubicle." You meant
1: meant a, a fan in the audience. Oh, like no, a no. Member of the WWE universe. <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, yeah, no, a a a literal oscillating fan yes. bump. I I know the one you're talking about, and yes, it did look good. Uh, then also, yeah, like there were a lot of run ins. Why was Taker pouring gas on the ref? Nobody knows.
1: Okay, so I think the explanation is to wake him up. (laughs) Like, (laughs) I I watched it over and over again. That's. (laughs) That's what I think. Oh no! Oh no! The referee is asleep. I'm gonna cover him with ants. Hold on! Wait,
2: is it is it too dark here? Let me light this match for you
0: well, to there's see. there's so
1: much gasoline on the set. Like there was gasoline like at the commentary table. There's gasoline everywhere. Under you his, mean like,
2: water and jerry cans?
0: Right,
1: but they were like obviously you have to wake up the ref. You're like, well, I don't have any. I don't have my smelling salts, so I gotta use this gasoline.
2: Gotta use the <laughs> ethanol.
1: Do you think the ref
2: was actually? Kevin Spacey's character from *Pay It Forward*, the one who like he's like he's pouring he's pouring something on me. I'm like, what? Why is this? Why is this water smell so good? Why is it so sticky? Why does it feel weird? And then he's lighting the match. Do you remember? Do you never. I saw, never saw *Pay It Forward*. Oh my god! Forward. There is a there is a, a a monologue that Kevin Spacey's character gives in *Pay It Forward*, which I should have known then that he was a problem. Wow! Because. <laughs> It's the fucking worst moment. Yeah, it's I've your fault, seen. Eric.
1: Thanks, Eric. You could have stopped that.
2: Yeah, right. Sorry. Sorry to all those boys.
1: But uh, Bobby, you want to go through the end of this one? Oh boy. Um, okay. Undertaker comes out. Mankind comes out. Fighty, fighty, fighty. Um, Undertaker and Austin go to hit Mankind with chairs. Mankind gets out of the way. Uh, Austin-Undertaker collide, start to fight. Undertaker busts Austin open. Yeah. But it seemed more, like, deliberate from Undertaker. I think it's... A, I, don't, I don't remember... now. I'm showing my ass, so I feel like I don't remember <laughs> how this plays out. I'm trying to remember if it was or wasn't. I think they're, they're definitely trying to portray it on the line. They want you to be guessing if it was intentional or not. Yeah, it and felt, it felt it a was. little
2: bit like there was a... The, the, his reaction to it definitely felt like he didn't care. I w- there was a part where I thought that, there was, uh, that they were aiming for different people, and then somebody got in the way, but I don't know.
0: But either way, Undertaker hits Austin in the face, busts him open, the, Undertaker, <laughs> the, uh, the referee finally comes to. He's like, what's that smell? I keep smelling, oh, it's me.
1: Oh, oh I'm in a match. <laughs> Austin, you're bleeding.
2: <laughs> and then we have a new WWE, WWF champion. I was shocked. I this was like three months for Austin. Yeah, that's a short amount of time. I guess they want to, they want to just like keep uh, provoking him. To
1: well, no one saw it coming. You know what I mean? It was it was a it was a twist. It was a swerve uh, with the and the we're change. all tuning in on Monday after that. End. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I can't. I, <laughs> I mean, I would tune in just from the Mick Foley match. Yeah, it's unbelievable.
2: I don't even. I mean, like, I don't even know where you go from that. Like, what? Well, <laughs> like, and that's what he's th- still pulling shit out of his back. Wrestlers
1: are still asking themselves that today. Yeah. How do we top that match? And that, my friend, is a beautiful piece of bookending. If I do say so myself.
0: But we have one more piece of business before we move on. For years, WWE hosted a yearly award show called the Slammy Awards, and we end each episode of Helena's Cell Phone with our own version of the Slammies in a segment we call "For Your Reconsideration."
2: Uh. Oh, do you want to go first? No. No, no, no. After you. Oh, thank you. Uh, I will go. Uh, we we came close to talking about it uh, earlier, but I'm going to give my uh come again award to the Pittsburgh audience during Vince McMahon's promo, where he was basically saying, like, uh, do you want to see? Austin defeat and they were like yes! And he was like defeated (laughs) by the by Kane and they were like oh no! Like they basically they were so like semi-literate or whatever that it was they was were...
0: kinda of, it was kind of a, a duck season, rabbit season, Austin season, Kane season. Yeah, like like he
2: like they didn't they they didn't know where he was going, so they were like, Oh, he's gonna say, Do you want to see Austin defeat Kane? And then, and then he was like, Defeated by <laughs> and they were like they like,
3: Oh ah! yeah, no! I take it back, I take it back! We
0: did this to him.
3: <laughs> it's our fault. <laughs>
1: I have a simple one, so I'm just going to... Uh, I've been loving China, as we said. Uh, I think this was a great pay-per-view for her, being a face. So I'm going to give the Slammy for the People's Republic of China. oh Because nice. she, she's a person of the people, and the people loved her.
2: And she's democratic. Yes. But also like a representative government.
0: <laughs> and I'm going to go with the camera subtracts a few award to D'Lo Brown. Now, D'Lo Brown, in my memory, he's a little guy and even with the nation i think of him as being a small guy so during uh the vs. stand match when they say that Lo brown is close to 300 pounds i was like i need to look this up D'Lo brown is a 63 man who is close to 300 pounds he's 63 i would like in my mind he is like a chunky cruiserweight but not
1: i could see why because he's standing among giants, so it's, yeah. all, it's all... I mean, when
2: you're next to common Mustafa, uh, like, That's
0: how tall can you be? Rock. And Mark
1: Henry, and The Rock is 6'5 himself. Ron Simmons is big. I mean, they're yeah. all big. Right. Um, and D'Lo... I think what throws you off about D'Lo is he doesn't have a very traditional wrestler's body. He's, not, uh-huh. he's got a bit of a dad bod. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think he has skinnier legs and arms. And
0: I think also his moveset as well is a very, like, high-flying... He's very spry. Yeah. Like, ...wrist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so I think I'm, I subtracted his size in my brain... Even back then, when I was watching
1: on the radio. Yeah. I can see that.
0: Love us? Disagree? Want to throw us off a cage? Let us know. Email us at cellphone at gmail.com. Get updates on Facebook or Twitter at hellinthesellpod or tweet at us individually. Eric at prime silver, Bobby at Bobby Hank, and Aaron at slowpass. Our theme song is There Are Traitors in Our Myths by Disco Vietnam and Our Artist by Alexis Yavni. Find links for both in our episode notes. Please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts, and we'll be back again for Fully Loaded in Your House.
1: Wait, I want to say one more thing. Yeah? Uh, a lot of times we watch wrestling, uh, you said, like, want to throw us off the cage, and I was like, oh my god, I really hope no one ever does it to me ever in my entire life. Because I feel like we watch wrestling sometimes, and I'm like, I could do that. Yeah. Like, with the training, and if I worked out enough, like, I could do that. But no amount of training and no amount of working out could ever make me be able to do what Mick Foley did during this pay-per-view not listen so,
2: we will work on it
1: with
2: you <laughs> we're gonna do a couple Saturdays Eric
1: Eric where'd you get those thumbtacks are they <laughs> sterile
2: <laughs> ooh I'm gonna walk towards it I'm gonna walk co- closer
0: I don't even see it coming he hits me in the side of the head with a 2x4 and I'm bleeding from my ear and then he's dragging me. He's dragging me behind the house and into the garage. And then he's gone a minute, five minutes, I don't know. And then he's back, and he's wetting me down. He's wetting me down, and I don't understand. I don't understand why water should smell so bad.
3: I don't understand. And then I see it. I see this... This gas can. This red gas can from his
0: truck. And he looks at me one last time.
3: And he lights a match.
1: And the last thing I remember,
3: and I'll never forget it, were his eyes. Eyes, because they were filled with this immense satisfaction. I'm so sorry. Don't, 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 don't tell me how sorry you are for me.